This is NRL Boom Rookies. episode of NRL Boom Rookies alongside me. He's not in a great mood. It's Matt Bungard. Oh, I'm alright. And uh, he's given up the will to live. It's Mitch I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I still exist. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Last, my last podcast of the season and coming up to my first ever Yeah, miss. your first miss. My first uh, no-show. Yeah. Well, if there's uh, if there's one week to no-show, it's definitely next it's, week. It's definitely the grand final. Yeah. Definitely the week you don't want to be uh, in rugby league you know, producing content. No, so uh, yeah. If you guys already know, I'm not here next week's podcast. I think you're getting Harry Ramage in. But as you know, if I'm not here, guys, there's no point listening. So Yeah, mate. Look, look. <laughs> I would argue there's no point listening. At, yeah. Either way. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, is anyone actually listening? Is this an abyss? Are there ab- <laughs> yes. The podcast stares back into you. Yeah. Well, whilst we're on abysses, tell your abyss story while we're here. Oh, the one about <laughs> an, un- an unnamed friend. Uh, we were having brec- a group breakfast before the A-League Grand Final in Melbourne Jesus, in 2015. So it's and a classic Melbourne nonce move already. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and um, someone didn't finish all their food. So, and then they were like, oh, Bunga, do you want the rest of my bacon? And like, I'm not an idiot. So, of course, I said yes. Mm. Um, and then he goes, and then one of our friends goes, oh, check out the abyss over here. And I was like, oh, that's a bit harsh. Like, I'm not, I'm not a- under-seating someone else's bacon. I'm not like a black hole. And he's like, no, no, the bird. And the whole table stops what they're doing and looks at the guy. Yeah. And I'm like, you, you're you talking about like the bird that eats garbage and stuff. He's like, yeah, an abyss. Jesus. He had lived his entire life. And he's quite an intelligent guy. He had lived his entire life. Is he? Not realise... Potato not, cakes as well. I mean, that's oh. just a Victorian thing. <laughs> this wasn't just him thing, calling yeah. an ibis an abyss. Not good. Not good. So put it along there with potato cakes, tippity... Tippity's the worst sausage one. Sausage on bread. Tippity. Oh, sausage on bread might be and the worst one. Abyss. But that's not a regional thing. That was no. just one person being <laughs> I'm, absolutely. I'm not going to warn the same bar. This is how Sarah Melbourne works. I deserve it. All Melbourne. Yeah. So sorry, Lexi, but you're in that. I think you're, you and there's like two other people from Melbourne listen to this. I think yep. There are only two Jake other White. people from Melbourne. Sorry, Jake. Jake White. Oh, good bloke. There's that third person sitting at home stewing in anger right yeah. now. <laughs> that third so, person so, so, sorry, Molly Meldrum. <laughs> We're going to get a negative iTunes review finally. Yeah, there we go. Finally, we'll be from someone other than a Parramatta fan. How nice. One-eyed Storm fan. Yeah. Big shout out to. Old mate out there. Anyway, that's a look into our lives. Well, that's that's a glimpse into where our heads at for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I will talk about anything before I talk about <laughs> yeah, rugby no. league this week. Uh, oh, let's let's what a begin. Terrible sport. Alrighty, what uh, a flawed concept. <laughs> Melbourne twenty-two, Canola Sutherland six. Oh, uh, this wasn't a good game. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of abysses, <laughs> where, oh. where would you put this on a? It was well, Dale. It was my favourite preliminary final I was of the weekend. Mention, yes, where would you put this on yeah. a on a on a spectrum of Souths to eating garbage? Uh, this is like the most clinical finals win in Melbourne since last year's finals win in Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> yeah. At least then we had the subplot of Mitch Dore talking himself into the miracle of Melbourne. This was just yeah. This was just <laughs> dull, and it was. This was like the, it was clearly the most. I mean, after a little bit, but it, it took a little bit to get going. But after that kind of five ten minutes, it was just like I don't even want to watch. I anymore. mean, we I'm going to put the AFL. On. We were wrong a few times in this final series when we were like, "Oh, this game's going to go like this. It'll go to script, and this will happen." Like we, like you know, the Storm South game in week one ended up being a shootout. The yeah. Rooster Sharks game in week one was quite entertaining. This mm. was exactly what a stereotypical Storm win in a prelim looks like. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, the Sharks. We said last week that. Basically, all their good players needed to turn up and Gallon mm. needed to somehow magically be healthy if they were going to have a chance. And of course, he didn't play and a lot of people did not play. 
very well at all. Yeah, and I don't want to put our good friend Harry Amage on the hot seat here, but I'm going to for a moment. Just before the before the game, we're in our little Boom Rookies group chat. You know, the kids are doing group chats these days, yeah. and we've got one for the He podcast. drops some takes in there. They're good, though. But this one, oh. only drop a, <laughs> usually they're like, oh, how good was the 1975 it, Emco like, Cup it, semifinal? He literally said yesterday Look. that there was a conspiracy <laughs> to let Billy Slater off because within 10 minutes of him being let off, the NRL had a photoshopped banner up saying, <laughs> Billy Freed. Yeah, look, <laughs> look let's, let's release tests for these takes. <laughs> you just release one to the populace that wasn't ready. That was, a, that was an underbaked take. Anyway, this one on, fr- uh, on Friday he came with, which was not just him, but he said, okay, Fafita's going to go for 200 plus metres tonight and he's going to take down the, sto- the storm. And, and I'm not trying to... No, I'll get to that. But I'm not, I'm not trying to you know attack Harry, but I said to him straight back, I was like... It's not going to happen because it's like, you know, it's one thing for the Storm. If Gallon was there, it might have happened. But it's more the fact like if there's one team that can take away your main strength, it's the Melbourne Storm. And yeah. the, my example I said back to him was like when you looked at Tal Malolo last year, the whole year he was a one-man wrecking crew. But when he played the Storm, he didn't have Matt Scott, didn't have support. They can take down your one strength and really te- tear you down, take you down to the ground. And yeah, that's a great point. Without having Paul Gallon in this game, exactly what they did to Fafita. And obviously we saw what Fafita did, but... In the, the first half, he was going for six metres a run. They, they shut him down. They dominated that entire pack. And oh, 22-6 is like, it gets to the scoreline. You're like, that was as comfortable as a 16-point win you, you've ever seen. Yeah. Gall- Gallon um, on the sideline on the nine, commentary, just kind of like, oh, so what did you think of that? Yeah, we, we look woeful, basically. Has, yeah. And, you know, we'll just, we'll just go right there. Oh, Ben Hunter's sunken with disappointment. Pimps in the crib, ma. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> let, 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 let this one rip pretty early. Well, look. I mean, clearest one of the year, maybe? Ah. Uh. Yeah? Yeah, it's yeah Just because it was only two football games this yeah, weekend true, and nothing true. particularly boneheaded happened in the other one. But <laughs> Something exceptionally uh... boneheaded happened in this game. Exceptionally boneheaded. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Fita running out of the line to get into a fight. <laughs> and Cameron Smith says, hey. Hey, there's no there's defender a gap there. there. And then half the team decided they wanted to fight <laughs> Yeah, Luke well. Lewis and who's the other one that and ran Marco. up with him? I can't remember. Two other people, honourable mentions to Luke Lewis and whoever the other Shark defender was who also ran out of the line to join Andrew Fafita in shirt-fronting Jesse Bromwich while Cameron Smith kicked through a gap for Billy Slater to run onto with no Sharks player within so It goes from being 16-0 or 14-0 yeah, to being game, game over. over. Yeah, yeah. yeah here's, that, you know, here's that dickhead screaming at his coach five weeks ago, proving him wrong by scoring a try out of the post like they wanted or something, whatever. Who are you screaming at now, champ? Like, what a moron. Yeah. What a moron. For Fida, you know, can win you a game like not many forwards can, but this kind of... I'm not saying he lost them the game, but this is just... I think they were going to lose anyway, but this is hilarious. He killed any any hope of a comeback they had. Like, just absolute bloody moron. So as selfish as the act as it it comes. Yeah. He put on the cheap shot. Kenny did what anyone does after that, kind of fires back a little, and then Fafita wants to have a stink, and no one is stupid enough to throw one back at him, (laughs) to, to fight him. Melbourne score, right on half-time, game ends then, and that's it. And they go into the shed, don't know how you react there. What, a, what an absolute bloody moron. I don't understand what they even could have said to him at that mm. point. But, um, yeah, look, you I mean, the only consolation say? to the Sharks fans in this is they weren't going to win that game regardless. So you can probably just laugh about people, this. Oh, mate, come on. I mean, people trying to say the ref should have blown a penalty or something, whatever. For it, what? 
Fafita started 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 fight. Okay, yeah. I I did one thing I did really enjoy though is those same people who were yelling at Raiders fans that, like they should have played the whistle. Mm. Yeah, gotta play, yeah. The, gotta play the whistle, guys. Did, did Funner go post game into his press conference? I don't even look at his press conference, but have no, the same ethos. Not. Or did he go in with a notepad? Taking names. But it's like, yeah, mate. Like, play the if you want to play the whistle. Apparently, yeah, play the whistle, Sharkies. That's, that's exactly right. I mean, just play the whistle, guys. It's that easy. That's all the game is. Just and, play and, the whistle. And the 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 best <laughs> thing for me was that Bromwich, like, he cocked his hand back to throw a punch, and he thought, no, no, I'm going to let this go a little bit longer. I could kind of, I could kind of see him go. If I throw a punch here, I'm going to get sent. I can't affect. I can't allow that to happen. Just let him keep grabbing me. I would have enjoyed if Jesse Bromwich had Kenny. had one. Sorry, had, Kenny, had one yeah. eye on on Billy Slater and waited for the exact moment that the ball was grounded. He, f- he flags then, him through. And like, no, punch. wait. And then as soon as the ball is grounded for the try, then he throws a throws punch. A punch. But I, I mean, like, that. if there are two two siblings in rugby league that you don't want to fight, especially in back play. It's George it's, and Tom. It, it's the it's the Bromwich boys. Like this, like, there's just so much wrong with this story. Oh, it's just, it's what just a ridiculously dumb. stupid. Just uh, in the final to do that as well, and then yeah, didn't turn up already in that that performance. Like that I happened. can I can understand if you do that in midfield and like it's you know that's something's you know. You, Mate, I understand. If the thing happens, yeah, get, it I happens. But it that happens. was the thing he started. He started it. <laughs> like, he put the hit on. He put the hit on. He, he wants to keep going. Back. He stayed. He wanted to keep going. It, that was all him. It yeah. wasn't nothing that justified a stink it being was, started. It was yeah. a classic, and we've all been there to an extent, I guess. It was a classic frustration move because things weren't going his way. Yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, that was one thing that we spoke about. We've spoken about a number of times is that he is one of those players that if you get in his head, he just blows up spectacularly. Yeah, exactly right. And, once, and one out of ten times, he'll score under the post and point at his coach. Yeah, and whilst, nine out know, of ten times, he'll do something there, dumb. They got under his skin. Yeah, you know that's it. And and it's you know just that's just what he is sometimes, right? And you know, unfortunately, some of the other guys in that pack had actually turned up in the start of that game. I thought Aaron Woods had his he, yeah. best game of the season, probably mm-hmm. best game in a while. And it was weird how it's good that switch was for him overall. Like, he was quite good ever since moving to Cronulla. Yeah. And I thought Matt Pryor played solidly as well early on, but yeah, the storm got on top, and yeah, this, honestly, the Sharks didn't really look like scoring at no. almost any point. No. I feel like, as you were saying though, the Sharks kind of they play they played into Melbourne's hands a little bit once they were once they were on top. They they weren't capable of kind of getting out I of mean, that very few teams out of are. that uh, kind of alligator Melbourne role. Often give up, yeah, multi try leads if if ever really. And I mean, yeah. what they scored three tries in the first. How long? They scored all, long? all three tries in the first yeah. th- for forty minutes, and that was they cruise. They put cruise control on, keep the feet up, and, mm. and yeah. cruise away to a grand final. And they, was, they were talking it, about on the nine. You didn't need to watch the second half. But you could have. You could have. Mm. You could have set your watch to the second half being like six nil one way or the other. That's where you put and the scheduled tweets out. Like it yeah. was yeah. over for me when when Fecky went off. I'm not yeah. saying Fecky's great, but they throw Capewell on a wing. They're oh, that was a disaster. Man, that was a terrible call. I mean, they couldn't really do much else, Dale. Like, what are they supposed to do? Put Latelli out there. Is that any better? Well, Kurt I mean, Capel has played yeah, on the wing, though. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like they're both bad calls. They didn't have a, didn't have an option. Though. There was it's no just, good option. Could they have played Luke Lewis on the wing? Probably. Honestly, he, well, he ended I, up on the wing because he was because he was because he was cooked. That's yeah. I would guarantee you, Luke Lewis puts more in on the wing than Kurt <laughs> Capel did. Though. Yeah. But uh, it was nice for Lewis to get a try. Yeah. Yeah. That's. But yeah. Uh, it's not, just not a shame the best that his career. But yeah, Fecky yeah. there. Like people are going off of Vunavalo. I'm not Vunavalo is a grub generally, but like he got forced into Fecky from Lutelli's block. And I thought that penalty was going to go Melbourne's way when they first got to blow the penalty because he got blocked into him. So whatever, that happens. Yeah. That happens. But um, I thought the game was over at that point. It's, it's just crazy to me that I, sometimes when I see comments from people after games, 
I just question whether we're watching the same game yeah. or the same sport. So like, how same, can you rest kind of thing after this, this game? Yeah. You were so comprehensively exactly dominated. Yeah, it's like the, you didn't look like scoring a point for most of this game, and you, and, and probably I mean you got a couple of honestly favorable calls. I got some calls early. Yeah, like okay, um, like I get Billy Slater got off. He got charged. Whatever, whatever. But that. Well, that shoulder you, charge. They got the penalty in the game. Like, that, they don't get that penalty in the game like ever. All year, go back and watch them. Like there was um, Thurston's done it once this year. Uh, was it Wanga Blake who copped Fusatua going over the sideline? Did it then? There's like there's heaps of these happen this year over the sideline. Get shoulder charge going out of, ba- out of bounds. Nothing happens. They were got lucky. They even got that penalty. Yeah. I know some would try and say it's a penalty try, but they got lucky to even get that penalty. It's a fair, that, I think that is a fair said. question that wasn't really properly addressed on the coverage. Because again, if it's a penalty, again, how is it not a penalty this maddening try? thing that for some reason talking heads have on the television that they get that word deliberate. Uh, so not deliberate. Um, uh, definitely. Yeah, hundred oh, percent. Can you be sure he was going to score? It's like that's not what the rule says. It's yeah. not. But- and, and as Peter Sterling has made the point on the broadcast before, you can never be certain someone is going to score until they actually score. Mm. I think if that's a penalty, it should be a penalty. Try. Yeah, I, I don't see how it's not. We'll, we'll talk about that tackle again later, no doubt. So I'm not going to break it down now. But for me, it wasn't a penalty try just because like there's a collision anyway, and just like I, they deemed it illegal. But but like I just don't understand how. If you stop, like he's gonna, he's running over the try line, right? And you, you've used an illegal tackle to what stop him from scoring. Five meters out when he got hit. Less, no, it was, it was quite close. Actually, end up over the yeah. time try line. Like, a, yeah. So, like, I don't see how it's any. Like, I honestly, I see a lot of parallels between that and the and the Craig Smith ninety nine grand final. It's like mm. the only reason he didn't score is because Jamie Ansco clocked him in the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't see how it's any different. They're both illegal tackles. Obviously, one's worse than the other. Yeah. Mm. Obviously, getting smacked across the face is worse than copping a shoulder charge to your side. I mean, it would but be they're the both sa- illegal yeah. tackles that prevented tries being. It would be the same if it was a trip, for example. Yeah, yeah. it's just one of those things. It's it's um. There's I we're so we're so afraid yeah. of giving them. I know, and which is such bizarre. gray area anyway. That I, it doesn't. Take I guess much the argument you can make is that a non-illegal tackle would have done the job, yeah. but. He didn't do a non-illegal tackle. Yeah. Mm. He did an illegal tackle. Um, so I don't know. Uh, non-illegal got deemed. Sorry, yes. In <laughs> retrospect. Perfectly legal tackle. Perfectly legal tackle. <laughs> so, in fact, right, penalty Melbourne. <laughs> Perhaps the Melbourne were robbed. You heard it here yeah, first. But, yeah, we, we, it's one of those things over the storm this year. We spent all year talking. Like, never, there was not one point this year that we, they were the best team, if you get me. No one point did I think they were the former team. But I think the whole year long, we were like, they're going to be in the grand final. Yeah, and we spoke a number of times about kind of the lament of last year, about how they were so good to watch mm. last year, and how this year they've gone... Back to being objective, boring. objectively boring. Like, I love I love watching Cam Smith. I really like watching Brandon Smith run around a little bit. <laughs> he tries so. Hard. Cam Cam Munster, good player. Billy Slater, one of the greats. But you know, like they are an objectively energy sapping team to watch. Yeah, I mean, my opinion was I said a few weeks ago, and it's happened now. And I'm not saying I'm fucking genius, but the Brody Cough was the only way they were going to win the comp this year. Not because I think Brody Cough's exceptional, because they needed a, they needed a halfback of some resemblance. Yeah. And it's no. I don't think there's any coincidence he's come back in, and that's given. They've they lost energy. the games in his second spell yeah. in the team. Like you know, he's he's still not perfect. His kicking game could use a lot of work. Defense could use some work, but he brings stuff that just you just can't get out of Jerome Hughes or Riley Jackson that spot. But like, yeah, they're just not exciting to watch anymore. There is moments like I don't hate the Storm like many other people do. Like last year's team was so good, I appreciated that team. But mm. this year, they just chugged along, chugged along, chugged along. Got there, and here they are. To, <laughs> in and their and also, part. like they didn't like the the whole point about chugging along is like they didn't even win the minor premiership. Well, they I mean they they came obviously came did, close. Well, okay, they they lost eight games. Yeah, like they they didn't win the minor premiership, so they were 
excellently mediocre. Well, they, you know, they like people will say Roosters the minor premier storm or whatever. They lost eight games. Yeah, that's not a fantastic minor premiership or coming first. Like again, they were one, they were one of the minor premiership the Roosters did or the Storm, you know, equal first. Also one win off off eighth. Mm. It's, that's the kind of combo was. So yeah. I miss me with that saying they're, they're still exceptional in that regard. But yeah, they've got here, and I don't know. They still said they're going to win the comp. It does. The, the term soft comp gets thrown around a lot, and I don't believe it to be true. Last year, I believe to be true in 2016 when the Storm Sharks won or previous whatever, whatever. But it does certainly feel like this might be the first time someone said that. I would believe that sentence. Mm. We had that freakish eight that there was only eight decent teams. We've had no real great team for the entire year. We've had periods of great teams. We come to the end of the year, and whilst we've got the teams that are probably playing the, the best four, footy right now, you know, one of the grand finalists lost to Broncos and the Raiders two of their last three games. In the regular season, I know regular season form doesn't doesn't form doesn't matter that much, but they weren't that impressive through the whole year anyway. Yeah. The Roosters, in my opinion, but yeah, we'll get to that. But yeah, the Storm have chugged into another one. They go into what their eighth grand final since two thousand and six. Yeah, yeah, and they've not one single player has played in all eight of them now. Well, if Cooper Cronk plays, he'll be the only player to play in all eight Storm grand finals, but there played for the opposition. Yeah, but yeah, they get a shot to go get back to back, and I I think like. If any squad was to obviously to, to deserve it or earn it, it's this co- this storm team. But this feels yeah. like the wrong, the wrong iterance of it. The twenty sixteen team feels like the one. That it fe- it feels like it should have been sixteen seventeen. Yeah, and yeah. I mean we spoke in previous and well, you, it's hard to find motiv- motivation to get back to go there again the next year. But I think Cooper Cronk leaving was the best thing they needed for that to prove them. They like cancer switch to prove it year on in that regard. Stepped out of rep footy, committed full to the storm, and they've got there again. But just. They just still don't feel like they're, it's weird. They don't feel like they're playing amazing footy. They're just playing winning footy. I don't know. Speaking of winning footy. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Eastern Suburbs 12, Souths 4. Uh, Matt Bungard has a terrible record of last team team's last games at Moore not, Park. Yeah, not great. Sydney FC lose a heartbreaker to Melbourne Victory and now Souths lose a very frustrating game to the Roosters. Two goals. Two goals in both. Not own goals at by Adam Rowe. At least scored two goals <laughs> yeah. and, lost, and you lost what? To your arch rival. Arch rival, that's it. Yeah. Who scored three times. Uh, yeah. So, obviously... Uh, Symmetry. What a, what a fun time this was. Yeah. You know, uh, as, as, painful as, the, as painful as the game was, I know, I know obviously oh, it hurts. It's all right. It was so good to see the ground fall. It was great. And it was a great atmosphere. It was a record crowd. I was walk like... So, one of the worst... Designed aspects of Allianz is the only like one staircase sort of to get down to like bays like the bays on the southern end so the non-cove end yeah near the SCG so, so bays one to seven right they're all down there and there's only one staircase up from like the corner where like bays eight nine ten eleven are there is it's the only way to get down there so mm-hmm. there was a huge bottleneck it took me about fifteen minutes to move about twenty meters but once you get down there and I was sitting all the way in bay one so once you get down that's one staircase you have to walk across like basically in front of the fence. So you're on field level from like one corner post to the other. And just walking across there, I had the biggest smile on my face because there was just so many people there. Mm. And even in the year Souths won the premiership, you know, even when they played the Roosters that year, that was at ANZ and there was 30,000, not 30,000, but there was some, there was a bunch of empty seats. And it's it's hard. A full Allianz is always going to have a better atmosphere than a full ANZ stadium. 100%. And it was just great. Mm. Until the game started. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start with the the first po- the talking point positive. It won't be South, but it'd be that f- game from Cooper Cronk is one of the most incredible performances I've seen in rugby league in my entire life. Yeah, honestly, 
Like I get he didn't do anything in, in air quotes, but he's got like a suffered like a grade three rotator cuff injury. That, it's it's up there with JT's origin performance. I the, think it's, with the shoulder injury. Yeah, but I, I agree. I, th- I think it might have eclipsed it as well yeah. though, because in the way Kronk was playing in this game is that he was still shooting out of the line the entire time, he, making tackles with Physical that shoulder pressure. on his line, yep. and still going into first receiver when he couldn't pass. His his the pass into it's I, incredible. I think it was uh, the Momorowski try. He throws yeah. the ball to Kiri and it goes about six feet. And he's just yeah. like, I'm like, mate, just go off. Like, hey, you, you look stuffed. That, mate, it was absolutely incredible. Like, you know, he's still steering the boys around. And I know he didn't add a lot in attack, but like his leadership counts as well. But also you see one of your teammates lifting like that, obviously crippled, mm. d- shoulder dangling down by his bloody waist. He can't lift his arm. It was, it was, it was something else like... That kind of grit and toughness, we always hear stories about it. You know, you hear about guys playing things with broken, like grand finals with broken arms, whatever, whatever. It's pretty rare you think of a little fella doing this kind of stuff and then fronting up on the line. He hasn't had a great year defensively himself as is anyway, but he fronted up on the goal line on multiple occasions and dropped that shoulder into tackles and didn't give two shits about it. It was yeah. exceptional performance from, from yeah. Cooper. And, like, yeah, just couldn't be more impressed. But especially he's taking on the, you know, the, the south left edge and... With the way he was defending in that game, along with Mitch Orbison, shut that left edge down. Mm. And um, Joseph Manu as well. Sad. Yeah. I th- and I also think in this game, we uh, we didn't get the... We got what we got from South's last few weeks. The Burge, like, are they, they asleep? I don't know, man. Lethargic, hey? Not great. They, they had... when your attack basically yeah. d- depends on whether or not they play well. It's had had so, so much to offer, in, in my opinion. Had so much <sighs> to offer and yet gave so little. Yeah. Like, their defense was... Good. South I, defended fine. Like yeah. the Ferguson try was quite freakish, and the last one was an error. So like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And but then yeah, like they got caught, Campbell Graham got caught out by Tedesco with a, a nice pass. Great ball. Like, they're yeah, not him the defense nervous. is fine. Um, but, but yeah, East into the grand final. Decent, uh, as you said, decent performance. South. Uh, I mean, there was a ten minute period. Yeah. Like, it was almost. I'm not exaggerating. It was almost ten. I think it was eight or nine minutes when South just had. Repeatedly had the ball on the Roosters Six line. In a row or it was from like the fifty-second minute to about the sixtieth or sixty-first, and it ended with Joey Manu throwing Alex Johnson over the sideline on tackle one what on the scrum. Great tackle, too. and like terrible the, decision from Johnson. How does yeah. the best attacking team in the comp have eight solid minutes, ten meters out from a trial, and not score? Mm. I think it's a testament to how good the Roosters yeah. defense was. I, and I also think it, it highlights some of the the, the flaws yeah. in in South Side. And it's not saying there's many, but it's like when the if the Verge aren't, cr- aren't crushing it, there's no plan Cook there. can't go. Correct. And then Plan B is doing their, their doing their sweeps and that kind of stuff. But unfortunately, like for all the all Adam Reynolds' strengths with his kicking game, his solid defense and that, and he's good in in structure and in shapes. South so Roosters weren't throwing anything remarkable at him, but they were really really pushing up on his outside. They were really jamming up. The halves were shooting mm. up out of the line, and they were shutting down his space. And he didn't know what to do with it. Reynolds a couple times, lots of times, a first receiver, and he, they were daring him to run or kick the ball in behind, and he didn't take the option any time. One of those sets, he had to keep dribble that ball in behind the, the goal and just do something, just do something different because he didn't do that. And like, it's one of those games. I thought, mate, the Dragons would have done a better offering than this because one thing Ben Hunt likes is what the Roosters were showing. Yeah, him. to come and at least give him kind of a pocket to run through. Well, like Ben Hunt loves when they people shit up on the out. If you force yeah. Ben Hunt to run, you're forcing him to his biggest strength. And if you want to, again, he may get things wrong, but he loves a kick early as well. He would have taken those options. In this instance, it, it was a good game plan that worked against Adam Reynolds, and I think it kind of made the Roosters' defense look better than what it is. They were they still fe- defended fantastically, right? But South didn't really throw 
more at them. They kept trying to throw the same shit at them. It, kept, it, surprised, it was weird. It surprised me how little, after the Kronk injury happened, how little they went left. Like, I know that obviously they've been, they've been debilitated down that side through their defense, through East defense. But, like, sh- like, just run at him. Just run and run and run and run. And send know. big blokes down there. Because, like, he can't, he can't tackle you have to have some every tackle like, all the I, time. Send a bird's eye at him. Yeah. Well, mate, like you, Sam has a game where he's played 10 minutes on the edge. You don't have to play him on the edge. Put him on the edge on a, for one set. Yeah. Or just, have him, run, him, just have him run sideways. Mm-hmm. Granted, Sam was had one of those games where any time he crossed halfway, he dropped the ball. So. That is true. That, <laughs> that is did happen true. a lot. I just, yeah, I think this season might have taught Anthony Seabold a lot about a bench rotation and be having a backup plan when things aren't going well mm. because so Broncos 2020 fans <laughs> wow yeah no I don't, I, I don't want him mate he's yours you don't want him well I don't want to lose Wayne as you know he's going well that's anyway. happening yeah, no. so you may as well make your peace with that I don't um, know it's happening yeah we don't we'll, we don't talk about it yet it's yeah okay. no. you can lie to yourself for another <laughs> we'll talk minutes. about it in the, uh, the uh, yeah. apparent news um, <laughs> but yeah look I and I thought bench use was a problem for the entire final series and for most of the year really like, I think perhaps the reason the I weren't as effective as the last two weeks because they've been playing two minute minutes mm. for the entire year. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, you just haven't got the cattle though. Yeah, bench use is an issue. But they need like... a couple more middles. Yeah, they just. You know, I'd like they should have signed Aaron Woods. Yeah. Like honestly, would have helped. Would have helped. And and you know, Jason Clark, as much as people like to make fun of him, they... probably would have helped off the yeah. bench. I mean, Tatola's uh, dog shot was a dog shot, but that was that's something the team kind of needed. Yeah. Uh, they missed. Yeah. They missed the penalty goal anyway. They did. Um, Man, then they, then they scored he's a kicking was step, fucking so. woeful. Well, yeah, he's been, but injured before the game. Yeah, true. Well, true. they've got trail backs. So that's they've got trail back, um, yeah. So that's uh, 60%. That's good. Yeah. Well, hey, it's better than 0%. Hey, that is correct. He's, he's all right. Mate, he's okay. You know, when heart, well, this is all, heart rate cor- correlates to accuracy. Mm. The trail doesn't break a sweat at any point, Dale. <laughs> so, you make a valid point. I mean, he would have to move and get involved to break a sweat. These are good points. Does he break a sweat coming back from an offside position to make tackles? No, that was a lot of a jog. Yeah, um, um, yeah it, it, that's a pro- that's been a problem for most of the year. I hope they, they've got to sign a couple more forwards. Yeah. Be interested to see what happens with Cam Murray next year. I think, while I think he's better in the middle, there's now a vacant edge spot. That will it, be vacant, there's an eighty minute edge spot that will be left by Angus Crichton leaving. So I think that's where he'll probably go for the near future. Can Murray pass? Murray can do everything. Oh, well, he's he's a, he's a cert, dead cert then. Another one on one steal in this game. He's so good. Good, good, uh, good few quick play the balls. That's always a good stat. They yeah. love that stat. And can we just talk about? We got to talk about Damian Cook. It's just, yeah. it's, unf- it, it's just depressing. It's this just is sad. definitely the worst game he's played. At, I'm not going to say the worst of his career because maybe his Dragons debut was worse. Or whatever, but uh, no. yeah. certainly the worst game I've seen him play at extended period for since like he became the South's number one. Well, even like last year off the bench in big minutes. Yeah, ter- terrible performance, and it obviously hurt him after the game. He knew he played bad. He it's, it's just I just sucks for the guy. By all accounts, he's a good dude. Had a great season. Been our best player all year, and then has his worst performance in the prelim. It sucks for everyone involved. Yeah, like, but I also, I mean, like a, at least he knew. B, he's going to have all off season to think about it. And C, he's young enough to like oh, make oh, another twenty seven. He's not he's, that young, Dale. No, I know, but he's in a position where well, he's still learning. Yeah, he yeah. can always learn. I mean, we we talk about Cam. I know he's not Cam Smith. I know, but he's in a position where he can play for a number of years and he can continue to learn. He's always going to learn well, that position. I think he's more. More than showing he's a smart player on yeah. the point you're saying there, Dale, because he, he has said one of his strengths has actually been learning when to run, and he's, and that's something that half the hookers in the comp still don't understand, and Damian Cook does. So yeah, I agree on that. He's a smart player who can evolve in the off season, but yeah, I don't. 
I don't know what failed him in this game, but what, some of those passes he threw. He threw. I mean, he went down the short side. Obviously, oh. from my seat, I couldn't see it as well as you guys probably could on television. But I think was it two or three passes into the ground. I'm fairly sure he threw a pass on the right edge that went about a meter and a half yep. forward from it that's the line. Like, it was toddler's of. first time passing a footy ball, and it wasn't called forward, but he threw it like just, yeah. just what? And then they did. Did the Roosters not scamper away with that down the? No, no, they didn't, but it was one of those ones you're like, did something happen? Let's see the replay. Did someone whack right. his arm, whatever? And it's like, oh, no, there was nobody near him. He just... I said, oh, he's got his hands caught up in the plate. Nope. No, no it's no. just gone three metres forward. Then he did one. He threw it. Was it in front of Gagai? He came down the down the blind, short side again. Or, or Was that with like five minutes to yeah. go? Yeah. And bullet it right across in front of him. Just a couple of moments like that. I mean, great. they're going to have to put up fences at the Olympic Stadium <laughs> if he keeps passing like that. Oh, he'll he'll get it back. He'll shake it off. It was mm. just a bad game. Yeah, it These was. Happen. I, thought Gagai played, I thought Dan Gagai played quite well, actually. Dan Gagai, no okay. hair, equal good game. <laughs> I, um, and G.I. was... Not his best either, but uh, that's unfortunate. Just, Which is um, unfortunate. They didn't really try that. I mean, they I think they tried it once. They didn't really do that little short, that little chip kick that Reynolds loves from the from the right hand side back to just to the left of the post for they, GI to they jump. They tried up. it once, but they didn't. They try did it, it once, and that's not nearly enough when you had like fifteen sets on the goal line. Yeah, and you're not looking like scoring. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it worked two weeks ago when they did it against Melbourne, like, yeah. and it's worked for years. And Joey Manu, whilst he didn't get much ball in that game, what he got. Opportunities-wise, both in the attack and defence, he took them. Mm. He looked after GI yeah. quite well, and then he dragged Johnston out in that moment. And also, that was a he great said that, finish that was by Ferguson. And, the, and the, the, the yeah, the try they scored, him, the yeah. work from both him and Ferguson was exceptional. Like they beat like eight South players. I still don't know how the, he scored. It was crazy. Why did Robert Jennings like grab when he came in to do the second tackle on Manu? Grab Manu's neck and not the footy. You're asking some good <laughs> questions. <laughs> I was so confused by that. Pertinent then, issues here on Boom Rookies. And then Ferguson continued his his, his great showing this year. And, uh, and 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 finish that try off one of, one of the better you know. It's quite ironic that he deserves an Australian jersey this year, probably, and he won't get one. Yeah, it is. It, and it, he got it, one for years when he didn't. Yeah, it's definitely the first year you'd say like this. If he played, made the Aussie team, you'd be like, "Yep, I'm good with that." You know, leading the comp in run, man. He's leading the comp in runs. He's, he's what post contact meters as well. Equal, yeah, equal yeah. third in tries, equal second in or third in line breaks, like and just. I know he makes still makes some mistakes that are a bit stupid, but he makes up for it in so many more ways these yeah. days that it's, you're okay with it. You, he just puts in every do time. Do you understand why, especially in the first half, South bombed to Daniel Tupo about 15 times oh, and I didn't bomb to Ferguson well. a single time? Well, I, I get why you target Tupo because he has his days. And he had one of his days that when he played Brisbane, for example. But he's but, safer than Ferguson. But, under but if he catches like the first three or whatever, mate, just divert. Go, to, yeah, you go said, somewhere both, else. Like, you know, both those can have their days. And test them. Just don't kick the Teddy, pretty much. Kick I, the I would two. be, if it were me, I would probably be kicking between Ferguson and Teddy because we know that they love to run into each other. Well, that was Good the point. Tedesco Tupo thing happened against the Broncos, yeah. right? They put him in there. You make the Tupo make a decision, it might happen. But he was ca- gobbling everything up in this game, and you're right, they didn't. They didn't stray from their game plan enough, essentially. No, in this game. Which is which was my main problem. Is like it's like blind Freddy can see this isn't working. Do something else, and they yeah. just didn't. So, and I think I think it's also a part of the problem of Plan A being so good all year. They didn't learn Plan B with a new coach, so they kind of they sort of revert back to type of bit of Madge ball when they get back that, that like you know I the Plan B is yeah. kind of more just throw more shape at them. It's like no no just mate just chuck the ball around. You got well, I know. I know Reynolds likes structure, but you've got Cook, you've got Gagai, you've got English, there weren't you've nearly got enough Walker. Offloads. Even you've late some, on, you've got those guys who can play. Just off even the bat. late on when they were chasing the game, there was just not nearly as many offloads as they needed yeah, to be. You want to see Walker and start but, offloading? Look, at the start of this season, I don't think anyone expected this to happen. Few people expected them to make the finals. Yeah. I, I don't think I did. Um, to finish, you know, to finish top four, had some pretty good 
I'll have some pretty good moments in this season to look back on and I think this this way they lost this game will give this team something to build on for next year. Yeah, I, I hope. I, I don't know. I think one of the things would be hard for myself was if I was a Roosters, sorry, a Rabbitohs fan or a Dragons fan, Dale, even though you guys got knocked out last week, is that it's such a winnable comp. Yeah. It's just such a winnable comp. When we fell apart last year as the Broncos, it was like, well, oh, whatever. Whoever wins just going to the finals, getting smashed by the storm anyway. Whatever. When we got all those injuries and fell apart, whatever. You know, but this year is just so winnable. And like, if you look at like, there's... Throughout the year, you know, who was the best team for about 16 weeks was the Dragons, and who was the best team for about another six weeks was the, was the South. So they were both, you know, strong teams, and they put up the best performances of the year. I know South didn't beat that many great teams, but they beat Storm comprehensively down there. Yeah. You know, the, well, it was, point, it was the, up here, but... Sorry, sorry up here, sorry. Yeah. Uh, the, at one point, the Dragons beat the Storm comprehensively as well. They put 50 well. on them, didn't they? Yeah, these, they, those guys put Close in the best two. performances of the year, and they <laughs> weren't there at the business end. It happened some year. I think that's what would hurt most for me if I was a fan of one of your teams. Yeah, like, that's probably... Yeah. It just feels like a comp that could have been won. I'm also worried that what the Dragons and the Roosters did to South's left side might be easily re- replicated by everybody next year. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of water to go under the bridge until that point, but you're right. But it's like, once someone's shown you a blueprint on how to do something, it doesn't work anymore. Oh, but I mean, if in the end, it's still you've got to allow two quality sides have yeah. done that. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You got to kind of allow it to happen if I want to work. My, my the point that you were making about like Plan A being so good all season, like we we praised Souths for so long this year for this doing the simple things well, like being able to catch the ball. Being able to and offload they did the not ball. Do that in the last two weeks. And that's my they point. Simple, a lot of play balls. the balls. Sit, you know? play the balls. You know, being able to run in a line together. Yeah, you know, uh, setting nice deep left side. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's what they do. Right? Yeah, that, and all of those things were going so well for so long, and then when they stopped going well, there, as you say, there wasn't a, there wasn't that plan B because plan A had been all three months of preseason. Yeah, and I, and I think those last couple of weeks of the season, just when they missed, you know, not, there was not long-term injuries, but there was a couple of weeks with no Jennings, a couple of weeks with no English, a couple of weeks with no Johnson. Mm. I think that really showed on their left edge because they didn't have that time working together each week and the, that depth from that left edge is just gone. Yeah. Like some of the tries they scored this year, Jennings was like literally 25 metres behind the play the ball when, when, he, when the play started. And that depth was not there in this game at all. And... and and South shut up and sh- uh, sorry, and Ra- Roosters shut up and shut down what they had anyway. But they didn't throw the same fast shapes at them, but with depth as they've been doing earlier in the year. Yeah. And Alex Johnston, um, just he sits in that really weird spot of a fullback that he some weeks he'll kill it, and other weeks he doesn't seem to get the job done. If you get me, and you get left, you've gone another year, two years with him there at fullback centre, and you still don't know if he's the answer. Mm. And they have signed Corey Allen, who I, who I have big raps on, who's from Brisbane, and uh, he's the Prime Minister. I was going to say, that's 13, the Prime Minister 13, 13 fullback, fullback Corey Allen to you. So they have got another option they can try again next year. I just feel like there's just something about putting back on the wing where he is, one of the best wingers in the comp, and get a fullback. Just, there's mm. got to be something better. He's, he's not terrible there, but there was moments in this game that he didn't hit the mark, and there was and moments he, in other big games he didn't hit the mark. And anymore. he often will shirk kick returns. Like yeah, he yeah. more than he any other fullback that I watch will give the ball to his wingers to run it, cut it back instead of doing it himself. Well, I yeah. mean, you've got not fairly, that that's always a bad you've thing. Got fairly you've got decent a big, wingers you've got a big unit back, like Campbell but... Graham, give him the ball. But yeah. still, come on, have, have a run, AJ. Come yeah, on. have a run, mate. Like, and there are smaller players, smaller. Well, there's much smaller fullbacks. Smart, who smaller fullbacks. Like Matt Dufty's cutting that ball back. Tedesco's not much bigger than him, if at all. Yeah, um, you know, go back to the left wing. Still time for you to break Ken Irvine's record. Just yeah, go back there and just gobble gobble up the tries. Yeah. I thought I also I was impressed. Like Trent Robertson is not one who very often uh, risks something, 
Like, you know, we saw last year in the finals, they played in the finals, their centres at one point were Ryan Madison, Mitch Orbison, Latrell on the wing. Those that are was, very safe options. That was their final series team. Wow. And I was impressed he had the balls to put Momorowski in, in this That's game. That's like 13 Jason Nightingales. Yeah, but he had the balls to do it and it paid off. Like, you know, Momorowski wasn't, oh yeah, he scored the match winning try, whatever. He just picked the ball up that fell to him. Fair enough. Whatever. Hey, but he Latrell's was, been doing that for three years. Yeah, but he performed the rest of the game, right? He didn't make any mistakes. Well, Did, hang on. His first, his first carry of the oh, game, yeah, he knocked yeah. the ball. I mean, the whole, uh, Roosters dropping the ball at their end is just bread and butter of what they yeah, do, true. right? But like, he didn't really make, really screw up, defended fine. You know, good. Um, um, Robbo had some balls, so that, that mm. worked out well for them. But yeah, yeah, and that freed Orbison to play inside Cronk and give him a bit of a security blanket. He did. He did. So, good. Yeah. Good practice for this week. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. Grand final halfback, Mitch Orbison. We'll, cut, we'll come <laughs> on to that later. But yeah. Um. As for the rest of the Chooks, I thought you know Takiyaho was pretty decent. They they're, like they pack like with the ball in hand, they didn't really have to do that much. They it's weren't. They didn't hold game. the ball. But just, I don't think either pack really got on top. They did. Just a couple of like. Just a couple of nice moments from the Roosters' backs and a few they took their chances. few uh, wasted opportunities for South. Well, yeah, I think the thing... Yeah, again, South did force the early mistakes in this. They didn't take advantage of them. But, yeah, the Roosters dropped a lot of pill and gave South a lot of field position. And, but they, they trusted their defence and, yeah, they, they did quite so well. many inside 20s and just couldn't score. It's, well, it's one of... Yeah, it's tough. Unf- Sorry, go on, they're going to think about it. no. Yeah. Nothing yeah. else to say about it, really. But it's this. That's that's a kind of loss that's going to stick with that team for a while. Well, it's one of the depressing realities of rugby league, because we all want to watch attacking rugby league. Right? We all want to watch teams score points and all that kind of stuff. But in the end, to make the grand final is always the good defenses who make yep. it. And yeah. it's what is it? Sixteen of the twenty-one. Sorry, sorry, twenty-one grand finals is ninety-eight. Sixteen of those a team with the best defense made the grand final. Yeah, and like, South had the best attack this year and didn't score a try in the prelim. So yeah, there you go. And then you know, and out of that, ten of those teams won the grand final. It's just the defense gets you there. There's only been four teams in, in the NRL era to not have a top four defense and win the comp, and that being Tigers 05. I was say West Tigers 05. Uh, Newcastle 01, who conceded twenty four in the grand final anyway. They did. Uh, Cowboys, Cowboys 2015, and yep. they had fifth best defense by like two or three points. And then the surprising one was Penrith's defense in 03. Oh, there you go. Okay. I but like, you know, those are the ones that, that those again, we already we think of Penrith, we think of Tigers, we think of night, night teams as like fantastic runs. That's why those are the, the outliers. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, this is what gets you in the grand finals. And that's why the Roosters, over the last couple of years, and the Storm have always been the team to make the big dance. It, it is kind of weird that we get to a point now. What have they been in? The Roosters have been in six grand finals now. The Storm, eight grand finals. And, the, and this, so is, nine, their, since, and this since is their the, first since grand final. Yeah. In the last 20 years, they've yeah. been in like 15 combined. Yeah, and, they, and this is the first, first time they matched they up. I, for yeah. one, can't wait. <laughs> uh, I'm warming to it. I'm warming uh, to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually, I mean, what? It's a grand final. Like, I, I'm obviously still excited. Yeah, so. of course you're still excited. I'm warming does rugby to league it. still speak to you, man? It does, Dale. It does. But well, yeah, you, there, know, there are, you know, there's a silver lining. In the end, the Chooks, this is one of those games. It is a game, though, like the 4-0 win over Manly a couple of years ago was, was, was something they'll remember. They'll remember Oof. this one for the, the, I don't know, the, the blue wall they threw out. In, in, they, you know, blue in the wall. Last good, game, good. The last game at Allianz, they, put, they, put, they built a wall. <laughs> that is very... South paid for it. South did pay for it. Rusty paid for it. Yep. There you go. And then they, um, they held them out and they got a, a big win over the rivals. It's one of those ones, this will be talked about in 15 years about, you know, this that day. In the, well, I mean, if any of their fans stick around for 15 years. The Book years, of maybe. Sooks or whatever the Roosters Twitter. It was very good, <laughs> yeah. in, all, in all fairness. Yeah, they will pay that. A little bit derivative. Yeah. But... <laughs> it's a work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> Book of Sooks. Uh, alrighty, before we go on to the big dance, we probably should cover, you know, the uh, reserve grade. Uh, Redcliffe beat Easts in the uh, Queensland Cup grand final. Happy days. How'd the Northern Pride go this year? Northern uh, Pride, they, they, they didn't win. 
Oh, <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's yeah, a shame. So, Redcliffe, Adam Mogg, mate, Queensland legend. The, the great man. Oh, how'd Dave Tyrrell go? I, he lost. He, he so, uh, Adam Mogg's team got, got, the, uh, got the W there. So, his third year as coach. And they've got there. They've been a minor premier or contender the last couple of years. They've been up there. So, good to see them get the win. And in the game, what standouts... Uh, who would I say? I, I really rate, I wouldn't say it was a standout day, but Jamil Hopawade had a great year there, playing lock in the middle there. Um, Cam Collins had a solid year. I think Katoni Staggs, we all seen him in the NRL, had a, had a solid game and has scored like 170 odd points in 13 games in Q Cup. That's ridiculous. ridiculous. Second what? top point scorer playing half the season. Jesus. Uh, Toby Rudolph got man of the match, and he's on his way to he's on his way uh, to Cronulla, and he he was quite impressive too. But um. It's not the best Redcliffe team of the last three years, but it's just the way it worked out that there wasn't like a you know the Hunters of last year was similar. They went home and won the comp, and they're pretty comfortable in doing it. But it was a, it was a, it was a nice game. The Q Cup final is always pretty entertaining up on a up when you watch it on TV because they get get to play at Suncorp. There's still about ten thousand fans yeah. there, and it's always again Suncorp's a nice quick deck, and the boys live for the occasion. So it was not a bad game. Uh, and on to New South Wales Cup. Oh my lord! Yeah, <laughs> we we have to discuss this. The people's if, the people's team went nearly down, one drop it like it's hunt. Uh, so Despite being a reserve grade game. Newtown 12, Canterbury-Bankstown 12 with, uh, with 10 minutes to play. Uh, yeah. Back to Cleland. Drives it towards Evans. He does oh. well there, the young winger. And he hobbles out of it. Oh, no! It's set up for Harper. And Harper scurries towards the try line. Poor bloke. Poor bloke. <laughs> like, there wouldn't have been a hole big enough for him to fall into. Uh, yeah, so Newtown lose in spectacular fashion after the, being 10-0 It was nil so funny. He approached, he approached the kick on the ground like he was a drunk toddler and then, and then played somehow one, managed definitely. to pick it up. And then after that, you thought, oh, the danger's up. No, it's not. Like, it's not and, and it wasn't just that... The, it wasn't the, the whole thing was the, like He laid on the ground for two or three seconds going... It's like when, you know, it's cold and wet on a Monday morning and you really don't want to go to work and you kind of lay in bed for an extra five minutes and then you get up and you have oh, got to go in. It was, it was, he laid on the ground for just an extra little bit too long and kind of got into work and dropped his coffee cup and, and you know. then there was a wedding proposal. Yeah, That's which nice. was really nice. And good old uh, Joel Sugarcane. Great call. Yeah, good Has call. Has to call in our old games. Hopefully he eventually gets up there. As uh, soon as I take but, him off the betting odds, I'll yeah, be happy. Bulldogs kind of win a final. They weren't like, they won the comp, but they weren't one of the best teams all year. But they came in. Like, they lost the first round of the finals and they got to drop in Matt Frawley, uh, Reese Martin, off Hickey, off Hickey Ogden, uh, Greg Eastwood. Was there another one who got dropped in? I think that might be it from their first grade squad just when the season ended. Like their their one. Reggie's team is on like three million dollars. <laughs> yeah, well, Eastwood eight hundred k, right? Yeah. You know, so they um then they went on a bit 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 of a lucky kind of win two weeks in a row. They got a mistake from Newtown in the end of the first half. Also got them got them six points, yep. and then uh, with their win last week as well, there was a couple of lucky uh, lucky tries from areas. But I guess if you uh, take advantage of opposition mistakes and you don't make your own. That's how happens. that's how footy works. That's so a yeah, pretty the, uh, good the new, the new town were probably the best cup team coming in the year, but doesn't matter, mate. Yep. Tough weeks for the tough week for the Sharks. Yeah, I'm excited for the reserve grade Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll get onto that. Uh, so Canterbury Bankstown versus Redcliffe. Uh, that'll be fun. That'll be played we're, after the uh, women's grand final. Talk about the women's game. Yeah. Start there. Del. Start there. Uh, <laughs> women's grand final. Uh, Brisbane, who yeah. are the raging hot favourites, will be playing Asian Suburbs sure in the are. first women's premiership Yeah, how grand good. Final. Lose two-thirds of your games, make a grand final. <laughs> Great stuff. Look, I mean, it happens in other sports. Yeah, the A-League. Um, the A-League. <laughs> yes, the A-League, which we frequently berate yeah. as well. Um, 
But yeah. are they going to be playing? Uh, are they going to be so playing that, music during scrums? Wait, they do already. God, Sorry. So that Roosters Dragons game was basically a de facto prelim final. Yeah, man. And, and your boy, your girls, boy, they did not turn up. They at did all. not. Uh, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't help when you have one player play out of her skin and score four tries, and I think she's the leading try scorer in the comp. She now. is now, yeah. But uh, look, you now got nine of the team, whatever, in the Prime Minister's thirteen for women for the Dragons because everyone else is playing. In the I game did final. see that. That was quite funny. Well, it's good that they got a There's someone from like the Perth Rabbitohs in the in the Prime Minister's yeah. thirteen. Pick, get women getting yeah. picked out of the bloody Laparus Panthers. They just make, yeah, they just make places off. up. It's great. Yeah. yeah um, so Brisbane really impressed me in this comp the yeah. whole time, and they. They dominated the Roosters two weeks ago. I think it was 14-4 to four or something like that. Yep. Yeah. But they really never looked like being touched in that game. I think Brigginshaw and... Um, Chelsea Baker. And Chelsea Baker, sorry, have just balled out this whole time. Yeah, and, and, those, and, those two, and those two back rowers they have as well are fucking... Yeah, Fotu Moala. Oh, no, so was it Federica, sorry, yeah. who possibly out with an ACL injury. Oh, Fuck, okay. That, that's a big deal because they're, 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 they've been great. They have been, but um, I feel like it won't make a difference. I don't either. They're so good. They've been... They've been so they've just been a world apart from the other three teams, I think, in terms of both the clinic, the clinicalness of their set plays and clinicality. Also, clinicality. Oh, <laughs> go with it. I don't know. Um, and also underrated thing: goal kicking. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think Chelsea Baker's what ten from fifteen or something. Uh, or 10 from, she's ten from fifteen, and the rest of the comp is, rest of the comp is uh, seven from twenty-one. That's not great. And the Roosters have converted one of their tries. That's the also not great. Yeah, so um, bit- she kicked that ridiculous. Curling sideline yeah. kick. If anyone didn't see the gif, go and seek it out. It was a beauty. And yeah. um, that is obviously going to play a part. We have saw... I mean, it didn't end up costing the Roosters in the men's comp last week, but, you know, evidence to how important goal kicking is. You hmm. need to be able to try and convert your tries. And I think Brisbane are going to be too strong. Yeah. I mean, you never it's, know. It's going to take something seriously special but, from the Chooks to win this. That's true. You never know. Like, But that, team, that Brisbane team, you said, is, is far and away ahead of the other team. And remember, it was only three weeks ago that this Roosters team was the bookies' favourite to win this thing. And with their, what, 11 Jillaroos or whatever it is. So well, let this be a lesson to there, you There's more internationals in the Brisbane side. Yeah, but they've got a few Kiwis and Yeah, stuff. and they have Amelia um, Cuck, who's a, a Papua New Guinean. Yeah, yeah she got dropped out the first game. She got home, owned by Honey Bill. Honey Bill just ruined her, owned her soul, but... Um, yeah, the Roosters were the heavy favourites, and they've ended up in the grand final. It wasn't quite the route that anyone really expected, but I guess this is the grand final most people would have predicted a month ago. Yeah, I yeah. suppose. I mean, the, the, the concept that you just with the favourites and the underdog roles probably reversed. Yeah, maybe. well, I was going to say that the whole concept of the Roosters being favourites is completely ridiculous when none of these players have played together before. <laughs> that is a good point. That's it. But um, yeah, the, the, you think Brisbane are too good? Look, she said, look like the uh, the best women's team by a distance. And like last week, the Warriors took it to them physically, and they still only hung around about twenty minutes, and yeah. they lost by twenty-two. It was a good first twenty. The Broncos, Sounds, took over. you know, that's 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 been their whole. Jam for the last 25 years, yeah, the Warriors. So, it was know, nice of the Warriors women to pay tribute to their men's team by starting the season with a great win and then completely yeah. falling in a heap. Yeah, smashing smashing people in the first, uh, <laughs> yeah, first the, few in things. In the first and then, third of the competition. And then rupturing Unbeatable. The and then just not nothing. Yeah, but, so we'll see, we'll see how, they, how it turns out. But I do feel like this could be one of those grand finals that the Broncos could win by 20. At least. Yeah, we'll they'll be th- well, they'll I, better each game, in my opinion. Yeah, I feel they'll be thankful that these games only go for sixty minutes. To be honest, <laughs> uh, could be a could be a forty or but we don't want that. We want to see a good contest. So reserve great Super Bowl, man. Canterbury Bankstown, Redcliffe, three forty at the Olympic Stadium. This is going to be fun. These games always are. What, what's the betting odds of this? These are always ridiculous. The Bulldogs like a dollar forty. Yeah. Like, what? Uh, talking pre? Oh no, I was talking to pre-podcast at Bungard, and it's the winner of this is always who get the least drunk in the week leading up. Well, 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 hunters hate to fly from Mott. They were never going to win because they have to f- travel from up there and they'd not, half of them are afraid of Sydney. But 
I'm to be fair, the Bulldogs because this is the Redcliffe are like the you know Abana club up in Queensland, and they've been in a bit of a drought. They've won the comp for about ten years. They just won it then. They're going to be drinking till Friday. Where, meanwhile, it sounds this sounds arrogant, but like when you're at so this is the Redcliffe winning the Super Queensland Cup is that club's entire goal. Yeah. The Bulldogs winning the, the this is like, oh, we won it, but it's nice, but like we're here for premiership, NRL premierships. Yeah. They're going to come into it, whatever. They're not gonna, they, that club couldn't have parted this week anyway. Without I never really thought about it mentally, but is it for the Q Cup team, is it kind of like how NRL teams treat the World Club Challenge? Yes. Okay. So hmm. that's what I, I think anyway. So they're going to come into this on the back of parting a week, in my opinion, and probably not turn up and the Bulldogs will win. That's what I think. Even though I rate that great cliff side, but uh, yeah, the Dogs, again, like... That when you look at first grade, you can laugh at Matt Frawley and Eastwood and Ogden all you want and whatever, but you know, good solid first grader makes reserve grade baller. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, and I mean the, the I mean Redcliffe do have a huge they, advantage in that time will not stop because Lachlan Lewis has they, been. They not call known. them um, they call them four A players in baseball. Yeah. Like guys who are too yeah. good for triple A, but they can't quite yeah. crack it at major league level. So. Josh Cleland is that guy, right? This is his what, second or third reserve grade premiership. <laughs> it hasn't got a first grade crack and he's in this game for uh, for the Bulldogs. And yeah, you know, there's Farmanu Brown, he's not not playing this game, hey? Oh no, he is. So he's, Matt Frawley's got the game yeah. off. So Matt, so there you go, New Brown is in there. So that's a loss. Frawley's out. New Brown's not at nine, but it's still a strong side that you've got John Oliver with first grade experience. Mason mm. Sherudo's been around forever. Running off Tumanga had debut. Francis Tuolaus played first grade. Offiki Ogden, Reese Martin, Eastwood, all first grade this year. Besides Adam Mogg, who do we know from Redcliffe? Redcliffe, uh, you would know Cotoni Stags. I was going to say, you got Stags kicking goals and scoring tries. Oh, the yeah, other yeah. center. Uh, Jeremy Hawkins, former Storm like battler winger, is one of their wingers. You'd know Cam Cullen, the, the midget yep. Yep, yep. from uh, from the Titans at yep. seven. Uh, Broncos depth hooker, Jake Turpin's the nine. Yep. Oh, it's your boy. Uh, Jamil Hopawati, the, sure. the Hopawati from prison, so is handy, handy players. You're going to have um, to be more specific. Yeah. Uh, if you, you might know Miles Twaeli, who was a, a reserve grader at the Sharks, went to prison for DUI, is on the Broncos' books and is playing there now. He got dyed bleached blonde hair, big Islander fella. How and, unlike the Broncos to associate with people with character concerns. And then <laughs> on their on their bench, they've got a couple of classic Broncos battlers and Aaron Whitchurch and Nick Sliney. So uh, Nick Sliney still going. Yeah. Bloody <laughs> he's hell. A bench prop. He's off the bench. Yeah, yeah but. Uh, yeah, they've got uh, up front. They've got uh, Sam Anderson, not the Ando. Oh, not Ando. <laughs> no. Oh, no, I was going to say that's a turn. But there you go. And then uh, Toby Rudolph on the edge. I think if you're a Sharks fan, you'll be not keep an eye on him. Number eleven. He's he, he's uh, coming down your way next year. And this this game's at three forty. Obviously, it'll be broadcast before the main dance. Yeah. yeah. Did uh, Scott Minto make the team? He didn't. But oh, try for the fullback. By the way, Indigenous fella, um, classic reserve grade fullback. As in like. 30 kilos too light, but who cares? Yeah. Like Roy Bell? <laughs> like the wind. Is he like a Roy Bell type? No, not, not that small, but it's like, you're like you know, you, you look at him and you're like, okay, well. <laughs> Roy Bell was so small. That's a Q-cup body, you know? But he, he's, he's all right. Mm. So L- Long, spindly limbs, I'm assuming. Yeah. Although he might not be. I might have made him indigenous by, by skin color. I don't know, but I'm just... Like, Shame on you. I might just assume, but I, I assume he's indigenous. And as we all know, assumptions are the best. Yes, I, I leave that well alone. But yeah, like as we know, the reserve grade Super Bowl has usually been entertaining. Yeah, so I mean, hopefully it's not a six hundred nil like it was last year. But yeah. you know, yeah, that was a bit of a stinker last year. Yeah, uh, onto the biggest stinker of them all. Yeah, it's the NRL Grand Final: Eastern Suburbs versus Melbourne, seven twenty. So kickoff will be at about nine oh, o'clock. I thought you were going to say Gang of Used versus Confused Baby Boomers. Uh, they're going to be like, why is that proud man on stage? Huh. Is uh, is Ray Hadley going to play a, a rap over anything this? God, this I forgot season? about that. That was a thing that happened. Do you remember the NRL star 
that led the petition against Macklemore. Oh. You won't. There's no, no way you could. Hey, Tony Wall, who played five games for the Magpies in 1995, oh. was branded an NRL star because he led that change.org petition to get Macklemore off the grand final show. Yeah. How did that go for him? Poorly. And yeah. Macklemore was really good. Poorly. But um, yeah, gang of yours, they'll, they'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be good. Good. Do you know who's singing the anthem? I tried to Google it today and I couldn't see uh, it. It'll be Jessica Mowboy for sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> not not Julie Andrew, Julie Anthony? Julie Andrews. No, I mean, Julie that Anthony. would be a turn Julie Andrews would be something. <laughs> that would be wow. Um, but yeah, I, I tried to Google it today, couldn't find it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. On to the game. Uh, the Storm are pretty heavy favourites, which kind of makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, Kronk has been named in Jersey 412. Yeah. Uh, he's in Jersey 23 on an extended bench. Isn't this the worst mind games ever from Robbo? Naming Mitch Orbison at seven? Like, if, if, no if, me, if, that, if right? we can all sit down in 25 seconds realise, okay, well, obviously, he's been starting a pack the last few weeks. It's been Hargreaves, Takiaho, Cordner, Liu, and Orbison. Obviously, he's got to bring in a half in a, and then move Orbison to the edge, bench Radley, and drop my Morrisky off the bench. What a shock. I mean, these are. If they wanted to actually sow a seed of doubt, why wouldn't they put Keary in seven and Madison at yeah, six? Name that and that's all. But instead, you named Orbis in seven. Like, I mean, he, he has just gone, what if I be really obvious and make my yeah. obviousness the mind game? The only thing that I could buy, perhaps, perhaps. O'Sullivan comes off the bench. What a mind Perhaps fuck. Perhaps. What first... a mind fuck it would be if Orbis plays halfback, well, though. Oh, yeah, he's not going. <laughs> but <laughs> he, hear yeah. me out. Like, he's really underrated. <laughs> he's so versatile. Yeah. Like, you're, as you said earlier, we're talking about taking away your biggest strengths, you are asking to be, to be t- torn to shreds if you go into a game against a storm with one kicking option. They'll tear Luke Keery's skull from bone. <laughs> like, he's over his neck. They'll t- t- like. That's it. They have to have a, a genuine kicking option elsewhere that's not just Kiri. So I think Sean O'Sullivan, if Cronk isn't fit, will obviously be the guy playing. Whether it be he starts or comes off the bench, who knows? But he'll play majority of halfback, you'd think. Uh, I'd love to see Lindsay Collins get on. <laughs> just because he's got a sick mullet. And that's what we need more of in this yeah, East he's team. He's out of this week, unfortunately. Uh, out of 17, but we'll see what they name on the day. He play, I thought he played all right against did, South. But yeah, um, but with Narp, Narp's back. Yeah, oh yeah, true, true. The, the point you make about about the mind games is, I mean, you've got two... I mean, you've got Madison there as well and he has done a job. As you say, like, there are so many other ways to have done this. Yeah. I mean, in the end, they're going to play... For me, going... Like, I understand, say it's like round 12 when you're away at the Titans or whatever, you might play Madison at the six. They try and grind a win out, but it's a grand final. You're here to win the game. Yeah, you got to, you play Sean O'Sullivan, like, and he it. showed with that Momorowski decision that we talked about earlier in reg- in the prelim. It's changed a little that he can he can roll the dice. And I know O'Sullivan's had one game. He scored that that stupid <laughs> it's try. The only the thing he's known for, I love it. The post. And he's on his way to Brisbane next year. But you know, he still he goes in here. As a Broncos fan, the worst thing ever, though, is, is him winning this grand final. I, I want it to happen just because it will be very funny. Broncos fans are like, oh, it's going to be great, man. If he wins a grand final, he's going to come to Brisbane and have so much confidence. Maybe he can teach Anthony like, Milford how to perform in a big it's game. It's like, I know. Oh, if he wins a grand well, final, he's going to come to Queensland, Brisbane, with Curry Mal riding grand final winning halfback. Tough. Broncos sign grand final winning halfback. It goes from coming in to be expected to be a reserve Brisbane, grader. get there. Yeah. SOS. Yeah, exactly. Ha, right? Ha, ha. It's, it's, it's terrible. I, I'm willing to bet a lot of money that that will be a Curry yeah. Mal headline if within. In a week, if they win the grand final, yeah, and uh, you know, and also, it's, it sounds like people might think I'm blind, talking my ass, but also win that grand final. Sometimes when a young player wins a grand final really early, they don't have the same drive right after it. Yeah. Luke like, Keary was pretty poor in 15, well, you're ta- 16. You'll even hear old guys like Luke Lewis and guys say, yeah. hey, Jack Birdie was at recently, like, you win it when you're like 20, you think, oh, that was piss easy. We'll do it again next year. 
Mm. But, you know, so I don't really want a guy who's only played two games to win a bloody grand final elsewhere than turn up at my club. I'm hoping the best outcome for me as a Broncos fan is him admiral in defeat. Yeah. So it's, oh, he played well, but there's no, like, expectation. That's of, a, yeah, that's, that is, from your end, I would agree. But yeah. Do we think Kronk's going to play Dell? I am probably 80-20. That he's not? That he will. Wow. He will? Yeah. I spoke to someone today who said they think he's a 100 to 1 chance of playing. I think he's. I think he's about that as well. Uh, and I, th- then I, and I think he is like a thousand to one chance of playing. And then I spoke to our man NRL physio today because work wants me to do a story about Kronk's shoulder, and he also is quite. Uh, maybe maybe I hold too much too much hope in both the miracle I, of sport and uh, the miracle of medicine. Be, well, what, what it'd did, be pretty cool. What, what did Kronk say? Yeah. Of God and science, he needs to come together. Or something. He said, "I'm not zero percent, and I'm not a hundred percent." Well, he also wow. said. If they want me to do five hours physio, I'll do ten. Which NRL physio said is a bad idea. Yes. Yeah. Well, don't, do, don't do double the rehab <laughs> if they tell you to do an amount. If you're doesn't anything, you can't solve more work ethic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he, he's he's running on three hours sleep as it is with a new baby. So I it's mean, interesting because this is the injury that ruled Billy Slater out 2016. Injury that ended JT's season last year. Mm. Luke Phillips read. I was reading today. I don't know if you guys saw that story. It's on NRL.com. Luke Phillips played the O2, decided with a similar injury. He yeah. said he had like 11 shots. And then four the... injuries shots after <laughs> like, it. What fuck. the fuck? I wouldn't put that past Kronk because he's such a competitor. Me too. Yeah. He came here for one reason, to well, win a comp. He said well, two reasons. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Tara rushed yeah. and yeah. to win a comp. But he, like, he said himself, pain isn't the thing. No. It's not pain. He put he up tackled the pain his last ass week. off like, last week. It's like... function. And if he can't lift his arm and if he's a detriment to the team on the day going in that way, it won't happen. That's just it. That's why I don't think he'll go yeah. in. Like, They're going to give him... The whole week, we're oh, not yeah. going to know about this until as late as possible. Which when I do love. they have to put teams out? Well, they can they hour can leave kickoff. nineteen until an hour yeah. before kickoff. Though, yeah. yeah. So they'll leave. I assume they'll leave O'Sullivan and Cronk as the two, yeah. and uh, Collins and whoever is it. Nat Butcher in the twenty will drop yeah. off. Yeah, or I think Momorowski might drop out of the twenty already, out of the nineteen already. Mm. I don't mm. know, but um, but yeah, his, Cronk will be in that nineteen up until yeah six twenty p.m. on set on Sunday night though. But yeah, it, it's very, it is um, bittersweet as a Roosters fan. You bought this man to get you to the get, get you to the grand final, take you further than PSD, and he got you to the grand final. But uh, hey, look, this is what they wanted. I wanted yeah. him to. I want him to play. Well, I don't yeah, care me too. So do I, I just think like it's it it kind. Of, I just think it's going to be far too easy for the Storm if he doesn't. Well, it's also um, like yeah, it's it's also possibly too, much too easy for them if he does because like if he gets if he plays and gets hurt in the first oh, ten man, minutes, a wounded Cooper Cronk against a scorned Cameron Smith, he's in trouble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With an injury that could easily be chicken winged. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> there is. If, there's going to be types of judo in this thing. Was, that, that, like that, Dana never, White's taking notes at before. home. If Jesse Bro- <laughs> if Jesse Bromwich does to Cooper Cronk what he did to Greg Inglis, we yeah. might need. Yeah, We're not, we like, might need to call, call an ambulance like if, onto the if field. If Kronk plays, you're going to have Dana White putting it on pay-per-view. Yep. I'll tell you, the, ja- the level of ju- judo on the there. UFC world's biggest be like germs that. against a yeah. guy who everybody knows has a bung shoulder. Yeah, like, that's, that's a risk in that as well. But, um, that what is, if it, what, which what is if a really underrated What if he's foxing? What if what? he's actually no, foxing the plane the whole way? Come on, to that on the internet, as always. He's playing the longest of long cons. He just didn't use his right arm in the second half. He knew they were going to win. Yeah, smart. Genius, genius. He had someone had it hanging down as well yeah. the whole half. But uh, he actually had someone dislocated for him. That's in yeah. the change yeah. rooms. Oh, what they were doing on the, the level that Cooper Cronk is operating on is just so it's, far he's beyond twelve us D mere chess. Obviously, wanting to play as, as neutral course. fans, you want to see the best two best teams possible. You know, that's yeah. it. And you want and him since to play, we but... didn't get to see South, we'll get these two teams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, there's two fully fit Please. teams playing. You want to see that, but yeah, who knows? Up against it, but yeah. <laughs> 
Who knows? They, it's what they bought him for, but yeah, we'll see. They still got there. How, and know, they, can do it, they can do it without him. It's they, pretty they funny. Can, the Storm team, Roddy Croft isn't the world's greatest halfback. I know Cooper Cronk's a big difference over there, side, but maybe I'm not saying something. they can't win yeah. without him, but it's quite funny that this will be two years in a row where the Storm will play a grand final against a team who are missing their, like, Hall of Fame level halfback yeah, missing with a shoulder injury. <laughs> like, <laughs> how... That's just an unbelievable bit of luck for them. Maybe Melbourne yeah. have been playing. Although they time. did play a great volley before without Billy Slater. Well, that's true. 2016 without Billy Slater and they lost. So. Yeah, they did. Um, just on Billy Slater. We should we'll should we get that. to that? Yeah, okay. Um, Seems like a natural progression. Okay. Well, let's start with the judiciary. Let's, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll work that back. Let's we'll start back with first. Dallas Johnson, please. Uh, well, <laughs> won't start there. we'll just start saying like, this is who I don't know. If people thought he was going to get. He was going to stay. I thought he was. I didn't. I didn't think it was like honestly. It's, it's never it, the judiciary. Is, it's been flawed for years and is always flawed. And just mm. it comes to the grand final, people pay attention to it, but the process is flawed, is flawed as is. And I think uh, my fr- good friend on Twitter, Buddha Inya, put it the best way possible: is that you can't. The he, the issue with it is it is pro- currently is like mixing footy heads with lawyers. It never works. It can't. It's it, legal and footy. It's a weird blur that it's like. You have a lo- you have lawyers selling cases to a panel that has three former players on it who are thinking footy, and it's just like whatever. It's it's just not how it works, <laughs> you know. No, you're you're 100 right. Like we've seen in so many different facets of life, not just the game, but like footy and law. Footy and the law. They they they're, they're two yeah. opposite ends of the spectrum. They are the the natural and the physical. If versus versus the analytic, you know. Yeah. It's it, it as you say. Like you could have had three players up there with law degrees and they still would have been players. Yeah, I mean, like, I, and I do think former players have a, have a spot in reviewing incidents, but it's just, um, yeah, the judiciary itself already is a flawed process. And we've seen many, many, many a time that they've failed to back up the match review committee or similar. Like there was a, they, when the shoulder charge rule got changed the first time when they let off like Michael Ennis and Jack White and for blatantly just hammering blokes, you yeah. remember a couple of years ago. So they changed that interpretation. But that's it. Like I had never thought he was going to get, get Stuck with this charge. It was. It was for me. He would have had to have been. There would have had to have been like carryover points to the point where he was. He had to take a one game ban. But, yeah, and and also like like remember Hodges got off for dummies one on his head a couple of years. Ago. People yeah. got. But the problem there doesn't lie in. Like doesn't lie in for me the judiciary in this instance anyway because like the problem lies in it was another case of the NRL doing a half-cocked rule change that ended up throwing this kind of challenge in the same basket as a someone shoulder-charging somebody in their head. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. Like, the the rule, and, and we haven't spoken a lot about this, but the, the the shoulder charge rule is a lot less of a problem, in my opinion, than people still getting away often with making contact with the head and the neck. Yeah. Like, Slater in this instance, I don't want to overanalyze it because it's been done to death. Like, he... He doesn't. He he hits him kind of square on. He doesn't I mean, kind of lean in. You can open four hundred textbooks, and it's not a shoulder charge in those textbooks. Yes, it's a shoulder charge, but it's not what a shoulder yeah. charge. What they tried to be. He's not flying, kind of parallel to the ground, shoulder cocked into the bloke's ribs while or he's in a vulnerable into his, position. Into his head. Like they were made to kill hit people in the head. Yeah, and it's just one of those things. It's like kind of like when you change your seven tackle rule to stop people kicking it dead. But actually, it also affected errors in the end goal. It's like, okay, we ban, we want to ban the shoulder charge, but then it did, it hurt this. Yeah. Or Nick Tedeschi wrote a good article today in the Guardian about it, and he mentioned the NRLs. You know, they when they they when they overreact sometimes and make a rule change really quickly, mm. and it's not full thought out. You get situations like when Cam McInnes probably didn't throw that ball into a player intentionally, 
and it was a penalty. Penalised because they ch- and they changed it all mid season. It's yeah. just, it's a, it's a symptom of the system. And, and the and it was also brought up even before this game on ABC Grandstand. Matt Elliott and I think Dean Hallitow were talking about it. They were saying that the the, the seven tackle set rule, it has like it it should be changed because if even if a player if the ball goes. If the ball is rolling dead and the player goes to put it down and the player puts it on the dead ball line, like they're obviously making a play at the ball, but there, they are a judge to have made an error, even yeah. though they're attacking the ball and the ball hasn't gone out from a kick, it's still a seven tackle set. Yeah. And whilst, you know, this is a shoulder charge by the current definition of it, mm. and it was a failure of process in that regard, to me, it's still the right decision because yeah. missing your grand final for that is terrible and perhaps it help, makes them, they'll change the rule after this, they'll change the definition and then separate the basket that there's different types of tackles because that's I think that's the issue that throwing this in the same basket as someone who like GI did to Dean Young that was three weeks for example but throwing this tackle in the basket of that it doesn't belong in that basket it's maybe a shoulder charge but it doesn't belong in the same grading or category system as that and maybe it was like a classic 100 point charge that is an early guilty plea get off for a game yeah and we see and even then it was only because it got caught we've seen many times it wasn't caught but yeah I know I don't know. The, whatever. The, the judiciary has been flawed forever. I don't know what to say. You got anything to say, Bungard? But no. No, it's just it's a flawed. Yeah. Pro- like, I mean, there, there are, there to, to, as, you, as you say, there are a number of ways to fix this. Maybe, maybe they change the interpretation of the rule. Maybe they change the wording of the rule. Maybe if you're in the act of stopping a try, you can shoulder charge. No, but even that. I, I could, well, I think you're saying they have, but they, it's, 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 it wasn't fully, it was heart-baked. Yeah. It's, it's like they, yeah, as you say, they've they've come out with a rule change and God, this will solve everything and it hasn't solved Well, already the things. first, they already have to change, it's a third definition of change since they banned it. But I think it's when you fall into a thing, like it's the same thing when they, you know, they banned it because of those two bad tackles. They banned punching because of the Paul Gallon thing. Just like, I understand the shoulder charge ban, but there was the change they made was to stop people taking someone's head off not yeah. to stop this and it's just been a, a, a symptom of that and maybe they'll address it and fix it. But. And not necessarily just that point but you've also had players this year taking each other's heads off with their heads. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like I'm not against rule changes. Like, the game growing is a good part of rugby league yeah. but I've always been I'm always I just get we overreact always mm. and I just love to see them actually sit down think about a rule change give it yeah. a year or wait till the season ends and do it. Like the shoulder everything they ever do seems rushed. Like I mean the the AFL cops a lot of flack for changing the rules way too often and they change the rules way too often but at least the trials that they put in they put into the VFL games that don't mean anything. So like potentially as you say if they're going to change the rule maybe make it that if there's a game with a bottom four and New South Wales Cup teams playing in this round, we'll go, okay, we're going to change this rule just for, just to try it out. Like in games that yeah. don't necessarily just, mean anything. I think this has been my take since we started doing this thing. Is I just think the whole concept of the judiciary is incredibly ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I just think it's, it's absurd that players... So, explain to me how... I mean, I, I mean, so... Billy Slater gets... Char- like, let's pretend that what he did didn't get overturned. How does him get to spend a benefit Cronulla? No, it it doesn't. doesn't. How does Jeremy Lattimore dumping Campbell Graham on his head and getting put on report benefit Souths when Jeremy Lattimore misses yeah. round one next year? It doesn't. Yes. How yeah. does Latrell Mitchell doing a crusher against um who was it against, sorry? Against the against the Sharks. Yeah. Benefit the Sharks. It doesn't. Mm. Like these this idea that players should be retroactively banned from playing against teams that weren't even involved in the thing where the foul play occurred is to me crazy. We need yeah. more send offs and sim bins and less suspensions. Yeah, yeah like if this we, was a, if this was a penalty try and or a sin bin. Then we wouldn't be. We, we wouldn't, wouldn't have, have any discussion. of this. And not just that, but because it's a sin bin or a send off, you get less loading. It was, a, as you say, it's the same kind of thing as We've in football this, when when there's a yellow card, it's been dealt with on the field. Yeah. 
And like, look, and I understand like with red cards in football, you get a ban of one match or three or whatever, but... But you also miss the rest of the game. Yes, exactly. So, to me, we just need to... And, and, you know, some blokes miss games for just the most pissy little things. And Mm. it just... Yeah, it just does my head in. I, yeah. I hate it. And I mean, it's it's very much an Australian thing because it happens in AFL as well. And then it doesn't really happen anywhere else. Oh, well, I mean, we've spoken so, about the fact that AFL doesn't have an ejection rule. Well, no. Well, that is obscene. <laughs> uh, uh, obs- I was trying to say insane and obscene at the same time and I made a new word. Gruel. But it is obscene, Dale. It, mm. is. it and is. It's horror awful. It, it is. As Jack said. And like, I don't know. I can't be alone in not wanting players to miss games and especially not miss games where the team they committed the foul against doesn't gain any benefit. From. Uh, in fact, a lot of times it can go the other way. Like, let's say you're the Tigers, right? And you're battling to finish in the top eight. You're coming like ninth or whatever and you play, you play the team, you play like the Roosters who are doing really well and you lose to them because in the first half, someone takes Luke Brooks' head off. You don't have a halfback for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. And then you, you lose. you have to be disadvantaged? Stop right. it. He played well this year. <laughs> and then you lose the game, right? And then let's say the next week the Roosters play the team in 10th or 8th. Mm-hmm. And then they don't have that guy that took the head off against you. So not only were you disadvantaged by your player getting injured and the, no one getting sent off, you were then double disadvantaged by the fact that that player was then suspended against a team you needed to lose. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, like, yeah. It's crazy. We've been to this a hundred times. Like, the only reason the other week we'll, I was uh, fine with the, the troll getting suspended because it was a repeat offence thing. Yeah. But it's not judicially or whatever. But it's like we've always said, why does rugby league try so hard to get players off the field for like one or two weeks, one week or whatever? And it's like, um, you know, if you want to just... Yeah, we've got a fine systems we're good with. We've been from day one, we've done this podcast, we've been anti this kind of process. Fine systems in there. And then also, you know, if someone gets suspended, actually suspend them if something's bad. Like, actually give them five or six weeks on the sideline. Don't yeah. give them one week or I two weeks if you think something's bad. Like, like the, the Crusher example. The, the Crusher against uh, oh, we'll, like, Will Cha- Chambers. Okay, if Will Chambers did what he did last week, that is bad enough to miss a grand final for me. Like, yes. it, that, was, that was bad. You know, yep. and that three weeks is probably lucky you got three weeks. Mm. But that's it. Some of those yep. things, you know, if you want it's to... It's like, Kurt, how many weeks did Curtis Scott get for killing a man? Yeah. When he murdered, yeah, two or murdered three, Dylan Walker, he got yeah. a couple of weeks. But and again, like, I think that's fine. Yeah. Because he, like, that's a violent, that's violent conduct. But most of these ones, if it's like a thing that's worth like, like one week... a careless week, high tackle or something. Simbi- or like, like yeah, a, You'd rather have someone... If you, again, if you're the team that suffers that offence... Sim- yeah, or like a lifting tackle where they go like 10 degrees beyond the horizontal. It's kind of like... to be fair, the Simbin has come back this year. Yeah. But let's you know... But they kind of went away from the foul play Simbin though, which I liked. Yeah, but like, you know, that's it. They can... That's come Corbett back. Sims copped going. it and they never used it again. Yeah, maybe they'll um they'll keep going that way again. But yeah, as we've always said, we're always pro dealing with benefiting the team that suffered against. Yeah, actually, the, the best example is Corbin Sims. He did, he did all that shit against the Dragons, yeah. and now the Dragons are the ones who are disadvantaged. Yeah, yeah and then shit. as you said, then he goes to the district and it goes to like, come on, Dallas Johnson sat on this. This was amazing. This is my favorite part said, of the whole week. Literally, I can't remember the exact quote now, but he literally said I'll like, try and pull hope it up while you keep talking. He spoke to the North Queens, or whatever, up in North Queensland. He said like. A couple of days ago, I hope judiciary see that it wasn't a shoulder charge. Like, mate, you're on that judiciary. <laughs> you are the judiciary. I am the Senate. I am the Senate. Yeah, that's it. It's I've got it here. Hopefully they deem it wasn't a shoulder charge, Johnson said of the judiciary. He's in an awkward position and I'm not sure what else he can do. So that might have been before he got named on the judiciary when he said that. <laughs> he, he was not named on the panel that night. Yeah, but that's like... Oh, good stuff. Come on, like... Is that the Townsville Bulletin? The Cairns Post? Cairns that's Post, it. I think. Cairns Post? But yeah, like... Shout out to the Cairns Post. You know, in the end, I, I think him playing is 
the right decision, but the process did fail again. Like it's the, the process was an absolute farce. It is just simbing him on the night, and then we don't have to have this ridiculous conversation. Yeah. We don't have, to have three days it's of ten minutes takes in from the left field, and right. There, We've yeah. spent longer talking about this than he should have off the pitch. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I didn't want to spend a very no, talking but I, about I think it, it's but important. Judiciary stuff is important. I People think... actually care for once to talk yeah. about it. Very true. We talk right. about other times of the year, no one cares about it. So the Storm team. Let's talk about that because we talked about the Roosters and we talked about Billy Slater. Just one more thing on Billy Slater, not about the suspension. Have, has a player who has announced his retirement been playing at such a high level that you can remember? Like, there's going out before you lose your ability and all that, but then there's going out when you're playing as well as he is playing. Mm. And I can't remember a guy going out on such a high as he is going out, and he was electric last week. Uh, Pardon the pun, Storm. Jesus. It wasn't intentional. No, I know. Still. Yeah. Like, uh, he's playing great. I, c- I can't think um, of one, even, like, in the last 15 years. What, going out as high as Billy? As yeah. hot as Darren he Lockyer, 2011. Yeah, true. Darren Lockyer I mean, went he... out making up a fake injury, so he wouldn't, <laughs> yeah, so he wouldn't have to lose to Manly in Foxy a prelim. Again. But yeah, you know. That, but you're right. It's very rare a guy goes out. Like the last two years of Billy have been like fantastic. The return and everything. And I mean, he he played 240 minutes worth of Origin in one game. Oh, sorry, we were Lottie Takiri. <laughs> Line break, Lottie. The, the, the great, How could we the great baller, the great man. Uh, but yeah, as you said, I mean, he's been he's been as hot as just about any player yeah. in their um, final year. I mean, he's been certainly hotter than most other players who are in their final year this year. So that's a positive. Yeah, to me, it's so much is going to come down to Brodie Croft and just making sure his mm. kicks find some space and making sure he's there as a good second foil option. Um, well, I I think Napa back obviously helps the Roosters, but I still like the Storm's chances of being able to sort of wrestle control of that of the forward battle and being able to get on top in that yeah. regard. And if they do that. I don't see how they can lose. Like, Napa's freshness, I think, is going to be a big Well, man, he's boost. got the sloppiest rig. I don't know if he's going to be fresh any point. But he doesn't look fresh last We're literally years. in a Facebook group where he promotes eating KFC by yourself <laughs> yeah. that he that he administers. Yeah. <laughs> this is great great stuff. But yeah, as I said, like he's, he's fresh. To be fair, they've got an ass coming back who's been off for a fit. Like Melbourne have got an ass coming back for a few... Off, after a few weeks off, and he's coming from the bench. Well, well that, you know, but, if Cronk plays, it probably won't. But like those are that's both teams are full strength. Yeah, and that's what gets you to grand finals in the end most of the time. But they're both mm. full strength, and you know you look at that storm side. Though, if Cronk's out, even if he was in there, that is the side you do not want in defensive edge on. You do not want Cam Munster's running game running at Sean O'Sullivan's second game in first grade, and he may stand up to it. But this the storm are going to test his mettle. Whoever plays in that spot, they're going to get tested. Cam Munster yeah. loves running there. That's their strong edge. Like, you know, I know uh, Chambers isn't over that side, but they they. They experience a lot of joy through Munster's channels down that end. They'll test him. We'll see what happens on that. And then on the right side, yeah, you Billy have Billy on those sweet plays. Like he gave Moylan an absolute bath last week. And on that right hand side, you get, you get Slater coming up. But you also get the, the another rematch of the Trell Chambers. And whilst the Trell has had big wins in that moment matchup, yeah. Chambers has had wins on the other side too. I agree. But I'll tell you who I think the X factor is on that side, and that's yeah. Kafusi, who has been the last few weeks, in the last few weeks. Yeah, because the start of the year he started pretty slow, but like, he's been on fire. He he is creating so much on that side with his offloads and with his running. And mm. if you could, if Chambers is on and Billy Slater's on then that that I think is their most potent area. I mean, it's it's only two weeks ago he completely dismantled Sam Burgess as a human being. <laughs> he did, didn't he? I mean, yeah. we can you look know, back he, on it and laugh. He, he 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 maybe he brought the whole controversy yeah. with on. And then he maybe had that he great that. offload to Slater yep. last week. Yep. Um, yeah, he's been playing really really he well over the last couple of weeks. 
Um, and I heard Will Chambers talking yeah. this week. He sounds insane. <laughs> so, so nothing's changed. That's good. Yeah. And then they've got their army of like nondescript white guys who just do their job. <laughs> yeah. like, it's great. They have like five Luke Stewarts. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> so, like what they like. It's Craig in Bellamy some club is... like the Knights pays them five hundred k every That's year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Joe Stimson is going to get eight hundred k from the West Tigers yeah. in the next two years. Yeah. Like, but um, but yeah, they've got uh, oh, I lost. I actually lost my train of thought there. Oh yeah, Will Chambers is talking this week about you know. How angry he's angry at everything, <laughs> angry at trolls, angry that he he's like doesn't go out there to hurt people. And he he did by accident. Just he just seems at mad, and it's it lines up for a tasty matchup. Flesh to troll. Those two guys are both angry humans, and yeah, that looks look, that's going to be interesting. They they could form some kind of like crusher tackle yin yang, like cr- yeah. just crush they each might other. Crush into each a other at the same time. Yeah. yeah, they just become one. Kind of like the scene in Step Brothers where they both hit each other in the head with a bat at the same time. <laughs> Crush up Alexander to crush each other at the same time. Crush each other into a black hole. Oh, they become best friends. They will. <laughs> Before the Australian tour. Unlikely oh, allies. Yeah. Um, and the, the Roosters still can win this game without. Uh, oh, yeah. Without, without Kronk. They can still. You know, if if they defend like they did last week, and yeah. I obviously think the Storm might test them a little bit more than Souths did on Saturday. They're giving, but They're getting some nice, clean, early ball to their backs. They haven't been a part of Robbo for years at, at the Roosters, but they've been doing it recently. And, you know, if you get Latrell fired up, a couple of those, like, just try and barge him over a few metres out, maybe that, that can so do what? it. what? And Luke Curie played really well the last time he was in a grand final. He, so. he did. But, yeah, but yeah you still you, you favour the Storm in this one pretty heavily still. I, I'm, yeah. I'm quite surprised the odds are still as even as they are, considering... Which uh, is... Conflict, I, yeah. When I saw uh, that, I yeah. thought they hadn't been updated to reflect that Slater was playing. But well, when, then I saw him again today online, and I was like, wow. Young Simon Neil 97 tweeted... God, how was that? He swung the market 20 cents. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. I can't believe someone can just change their Twitter name to Buzzrollfield and change their profile picture to his and then just tweet but he, Billy he, Slater guilty and get... Story on Daily Telegraph. But he, the way he tweeted it perfectly. He even had the full stop off the end of the tweet and everything. We nailed it. Like he got Ricky o, David Riccio, Rita Panahi, Jen Browning, plenty of them. It was everywhere. Got him. It was on. People, him. Apparently, we were talking about it on like radio networks <laughs> that come through. So, so good, good effort. Because that fake tweet thing happens all the time, right? But that one just happened to be perfect. Yeah, he, he made us. Proud. He, he, he did. He did nail it. But yeah, look, I'm still. I'm looking forward to the grand final because it's going to be. I know. People, are, oh, it's a grand final. You want? I don't want anyone to win. What grand final do you go to and go? I want these teams to win. The team one your team is playing it, and that's it. Or there's like when the Cowboys won. Yeah, the Tigers won. That's like it. I mm. wanted the Sharks to win. Yeah, but it's like mostly... Controversial like, no take, but I wanted the Sharks to win. Get out of like, here. People wanted the Cowboys to win last year too, obviously, but Sharks, uh, Cronulla, no, sorry, Sharks still no one to win. Out of the four grand finals, this grand final, again, they're all four teams. People say they don't want to see win anyway, so there was no happy matchup. What? You're seeing two good teams yeah. play, and whilst they haven't been the best teams this year, you're seeing, again, you get to see the opportunity of seeing perhaps Kronk against the Storm in the one it, last one last. It's team, interesting. last game. I think the Storm are hated more by sort of like online NRL types than they are by your average fan yeah. in the street. Yeah, because the average NRL fan in the street doesn't care about them because they don't have to hear about them. That's true. Aver- average NRL fan in the street still hates Manly because they started paying players instead of being garbage. They, the average Manly do suck. The average, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. The average NRL fan would much, much more detest the 2013 grand final than this one. Yeah. 2013 was Roosters Manly. Yeah. Yeah. Who are, I think, the two most I disliked det- I teams. I also det- detested that one more. Yeah. <laughs> who I think were the, are the two most and dislikable teams. I, I detested teams. 2014 more as well. Why? Because like, I don't hate South that much now, but that whole, that whole annoying Burgess, Sunny Bill stuff for we those We hadn't won years. in like 43 years, Yeah, mate. it's all right. You can wait another, another few. No. <laughs> the thing that shut me off was the bell. 
the bell. Yeah, the, and they're playing it? like Glory Glory South Sydney and everything. Just oh, the yeah, they were playing the team the song that they run out to at every yes. game, including yes. this weekend's game yes. just passed yes. that they do every yeah, week. Would. The nerve of them. Yes. Did you know the Bulldogs played Who Let the Dogs yes. Out when they ran out? It's not the same, what a bunch of jerks. <laughs> Come on. What do you mean? It is exactly We all respect the Baja, man. It's the, <laughs> <laughs> okay. it's the song they run out to. We all like Baja, Dale, Dale's team runs out to that Hurricane Katrina song Green Day made. That was you too. What? No. Green Day made The Saints Are Coming, didn't they? No, was that Green Day? Yeah, who knows? I don't know either. Fucking I don't know. <laughs> how am I getting Green Day and U2 mixed up? Oh, they are both cancers on music. I mean, come so. on. Okay, how did you put Green Day? It was a, it was a, a tragedy. Obviously, Bono <laughs> stood up. <laughs> Obviously, he Fergie singled that I've shit. seen enough South Park to know that it yeah, was Bono. Exactly. I know it was Bono. Alrighty, tips. you both gone manly. Uh, manly. manly. Melbourne. <laughs> oh, hang on. The song became an international hit. When it was covered in 2006 by U2 and Green Day. And no, Green we Day. Were both... What was it before then? Uh, it was, was some hit. song from the 1970s. Yeah, so we... was it a hit before then? We were all wrong. Oh, no, we were both right. They did it together. It was U2 and Green Day together, no, Dale. It's, the... it's a lesson that we can all be unified. The answer is the friends we made along the way. It, is. Uh, it actually is. Give me the storm as well. Oh, yeah, sorry, storm. Yeah, yeah. you're welcome. Can the outro song be The Saints Are Coming? No. No. Well, I can, maybe I'll find a hip-hop version of it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Chingy's got something he's done like that, or DMX. Are you serious? Yeah. We're going to hammer me with questions. Question time. Hammer this is enjoyed a moment though, in our mid-prod break to do questions when Bungard checked the Dallium top leaderboard. And I'm somehow so angry. Still shocked at David. So it's round 20. I knew he wasn't going to win, Mitchell, but it's round 20 and he's not in the top it's 10. Just, yeah, no, what the funny. fuck it's is going on? The process we've shut on this podcast again for four years of judiciary. I'm not shocked at all. It's just funny. <laughs> anyway. At this point, Souths are coming first on the ladder. They've won I'm like nine sure. games in a row. And they? there's no Souths player in the top 10. <laughs> and they've won like nine games in a row? Mate, that's it. Well, the Broncos, for a while there, had won well, most premierships in the modern era, or won all the comps, whatever, but haven't won a Dallium. So this is it. Anyway. Uh, first question. Say Kronk retires this year. This is from Frankie, sorry. Who's the best seven? He's a, uh, he, uh, his recession is stupid. Anyway, he's, is it DCE? Yeah. Uh, well, so if Kronk retires this year, you, you obviously lost Thurston as well. I think so. So then the, the, the ones left are Cherry Evans, Sean Johnson, Ben Hunt. Oh, I forgot about Johnson. Sorry. Yeah, uh, Ben Hunt, uh, Nathan Cleary. Uh, I'm just naming people. I'm throwing up their heart. Aiden uh, Caesar. Uh, no, not, not anymore. Uh, Adam Reynolds. Uh, Mitch Pierce. Uh, Chad Townsend kind of area, right? Like, and obviously, like, the best one is Sean Johnson to me, but everyone seems to think he's maligned. It's him or DCE, and, and that kind of shows you where the position sits currently. Yeah. Oh, Ash Taylor as well thrown there. Ash Taylor should be the best one, but he just hasn't been. He doesn't care. Yeah, well, he just hasn't been. I don't know what the reasons are, but he just hasn't been. But yeah, um, Pickles literally just shrugged at you. Yeah, about yeah. Ash Taylor. But what would I say? Yeah. But Sean Johnson, DC, probably the two. Best. And they'll probably be the country's halfbacks come this offseason anyway, mm. unless uh, Maloney plays seven for Australia and Munster plays six. But Maloney being injured probably means he doesn't. Anyway, next question. I'm just so angry. I know you are. <laughs> He's looking for reasons on the internet to get the looking for. <laughs> where's the He's answers? He's so mad. Daniel Capasso. Who are, you ta- who are you taking right now? Mahomes and the Chiefs attack, but with zero defensive ability, or the well-balanced Rams? Also, will the pod continue for NFL NBA? Uh, it won't, but um, Rams, to me, they were my Super Bowl pick preseason. Yeah. Standing by it. They're well, now the favorites, by the way. Got on yeah. at 15, they're now $6. Happy days. Yeah, Happy so, days uh, for the young men. They're, well, they're both teams we like. So I was a We've been Mahomes big boy. on those bandwagons for a while. fighting with our, our, our NFL nerd friends. Yeah, who, th- who are typical... 
in typical NFL nerd fashion, all thought the Chargers. Oh, it's every, Chargers year again. Every offseason, every year we tell them the Chiefs You know, fool me nine it. times. Shame yeah. on you. <laughs> like, but there you go. Anyway, loving it. Mahomes is obviously way better than we all thought he, thought he could have been at this point. But yeah, um, if it's you do the need Rams. NFL Australian content, check out Wooten Why. Yeah, but yeah. We're they're not, not doing do as much as they used to these days. But um, We're not doing offseason Well, yeah. You, I mean, we're, you and I are both going away for like, like a month and a half at yeah. different points. So that would yeah. and make also it like difficult. NFL and NBA. Mate, and Dale doesn't watch the NFL. There's so much free content we can produce. <laughs> if you want a podcast on the fifth or sixth tier of English football, Dale's your man. Oh, I, yeah. Tell me more about uh, Oxford versus Halifax FC. Dale. How about Halifax Town to play in the fifth tier? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Correction, sir. Sorry. I've embarrassed myself. That's all right. Jamie, uh, Jamie Vardy's old team, I do there believe. Um, Isn't that Fleetwood? But yeah, the Rams. Them as well. The Rams there, obviously. Yeah, they're my pick. Miss Otto's question for late. Please share the stats slash facts as to why Shane Perry, despite being the punchline of many jokes, is a fact better than most current NRL 7s. Um, well, there's no stats that I've looked up for this. There probably is stats to back it up, but he is... Wins. If he played right Wins now... back it up. If he played right now, he would not be a, the meme he was, if you get me. Because like, he's... It wasn't that bad. It was, it's just well, that he was in such a good team. Yeah, and he only came in for two years. He was kind of like... He's like a diet Blake Green. I was going to say, it was, it's kind of like Chad Townsend to an extent. Yeah. It's the same sort of thing. Like when a halfback is not the, in the top five most important players on a team, he just gets memed. But I'll tell you one thing though: when you watch the games, when I watched him then, I didn't think it was great. I watch back now and watch old Broncos games, and he only played the Broncos team for you know a year and a half or two years. He is better now when I look back because the quality of, I guess I wouldn't say halfback. Well, there's good players, but they're not. They don't steer the team around anymore. The, that kind of quality is not there anymore. And Shane Perry's doing the basic stuff: getting a first receiver, kicking all right, getting Lockie in a space, defending. You watch something like Jesus. Where's this gone? So you actually you would be you'd probably be okay now. Hmm. You know, probably not a, not a great halfback, but he'd you know, get a gig at like eight NRL teams. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Uh, Shinazi underscore footy says, "Does Bungers see Undertaker losing Triple H in Melbourne? And if so, do we right? No, come on, he's not losing. Undertaker's wrestling again. Yeah, that's why we, me, me, me and Jack Brady are going down. Well, I knew you were going down, but it's, I thought it, like, none of them ever retired for the last they, time again. Sure, Michael Zealand was actually retired after saying he was going to retire. Yeah. Well, I don't think he never retired. Didn't he like after WrestleMania thing like I'm dead or whatever? He left his shit in the ring, but then he came back the next year and beat John Cena. So he never, so he left his shit in the ring, but he didn't retire. Correct. I remember people like thank you taking all this bullshit. Yeah, well. like, people are easily worked. I don't think like you think. I mean, you, I mean work is like mate. You, if we get naked in the ring and drop yeah. all your shit there, it's not really getting worked. Well, <laughs> look, you think worked footy up, fans maybe. are dumb, wrestling fans are no. Well, never, never put that as a, con- a contest. Okay? <laughs> okay, never, never ask that a contest. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, Messer must got Ozil. Was it a misstep for Seabold to go on a prelim with a tactic of dropping the ball a million times and throwing a load of awful passes? It was a bold strategy. <laughs> You've got to give him that. Uh, Manny P, best result of the weekend? Roosters beating South, Storm beating Sharks, or Lions beating Patriots? Obviously, Lions beating Patriots. Yeah. What a result. Yeah. Uh, LVO5, and we said Aura being gone. How long till the Knights announce TBJ signing? Oh, you can, long time for you, mate. Long Ooh, time. Mitch getting feisty. Oh, Newcastle, please. The, my favorite, Dale. My favorite off-season battle will be Mitch versus Newcastle fans. It's every season. I know. This guy. Oh, this, uh, we should even read his, his questions. No, we he should pays stop it. Pay his beers up. Oh well, then yeah. you stop reading out when the Roosters fans send bullying questions about my yeah, hair. It's, uh, shout out! Uh, shout out to the one night fan who did owe me beers, Jake Willis from high school. I know he listens now. He found out, but he um, Good man, Jake. Yeah, he hit me up for like a go back in a super coach, super coach comp in preseason. I was like last night before it started. I didn't want to do it. He got me back in. 
And he uh, made a bet that night that other night fans already made with me. And he paid, like, round 25, day of the Broncos, like, the last day of the season, he paid, sent Jimmy Brings here, like, an hour after the game. Didn't expect it, but that, there's what a man. What a man. So, someone who lives in this house owes me several cases of beer yeah. and, and hasn't paid it up. D- didn't brought it. Ha- has not, has yeah. not Jimmy brought it to my not. house. Uh, I'm Mort Sevens. Is why are Sharks fans stupid? Exhibit A, wanting the ref to stop the game after Fita started a fight with Kenny Bromwich. That is a Sharks fan who said that. Yeah, mm. props to him. Mate. Self-awareness and, yeah. I don't know why, but the moronic. I think one of the funny things with Sharks fans in this game was like, all year they want to play the heel card. And the moment they got knocked out, don't be mean to our team. Yeah. You, you have Although, to make it. So, mate, in their defense, rock, into it in their defense with the Fafita thing, the game did stop when Cameron Smith got hurt for a second. Like the ref just stopped the game because Cameron Smith clutched his face, which it, doesn't normally happen. In what instance? It like, was in the... Head, in, head injuries, they stopped the game. It was in the first... No, but it wasn't a head injury. It was like a facial injury. Yeah, but... He was like grabbing his face like this and the ref just immediately... And the Sharks had the ball and were rolling down the field and they immediately yeah, just stopped they, the Yeah, they game. do that often. When they don't, they I don't shoot, know they do it often. But starting a stink, they don't stop I'm the not game defending it. I know, I know I'm not. just trying to rationalise the behaviour. But he's right. Like, I mean, just don't run out of the line to start a fight when you're defending on your own goal line. Yeah. Do it on halfway like a normal person. A friend Matt Collins is how many goals will be scored in the world football? Sorry, in world football this weekend that are better than uh, Salah's push. What a joke! Them. We talk about miscarriages of justice. Mate, this, roots. this makes the Dalliem. This yeah. makes the Dalliem look like the federal election. This, like, okay, not only of the ten Puskas goals that were nominated. So, if people aren't familiar with soccer, the Puskas award goes to the best goal in the world of football each year and Newcastle Jets player Riley McGree was nominated for this ridiculous scorpion flick he did in the A-League finals it was the best goal I saw this year hands down there was a couple of other ones that were nominated that were quite good but of the 10 this goal scored by Mo Salah probably wouldn't have even ranked in his top 5 goals of the year it wasn't in his top 10 I don't know why it was nominated no it didn't even win goal of the month in the English Premier League to be fair the Giroud Bicycle scorpion kick didn't win goal of the month either a couple of years ago, and want, like, that's not always right either. The goal of the month no. people are also dumb, but this was not. I'm rolling. Stop. Hey, come on. Wasn't Salah <laughs> but top ten? This is the perils of fan votes, especially in a global sport like football. It's like how Yao Ming used to beat Shaq to the All Star center spot because it was fan voted, and, and Chinese people just system. voted, and they change it. So, uh, if people aren't familiar, Mo Salah's Egyptian. Obviously, Egypt a very big country in terms of population with very rabid fans to the point where he got two percent of the vote. Dale, I think, uh, as a writing candidate, the presidential election last yeah. year. Two percent of their country wrote Mo Salah on their despite vote, despite their, him not running despite him in not, the election, which should tell you everything about this man's. To be injury. fair, I'm also going to write him for the next election in Australia. <laughs> that's, <now. laughs> that's fair. That's fair. But so obviously, with this uh, the combination of two rabid fan bases being Liverpool fans and Egyptians, Mo Salah won on a wave of blind fandom, and it's a complete joke. Yeah. Uh, Good summary. Next, Thank you. Yeah, next question, Shana eighty six. Will Mitch be back in the Roosters to preserve Brisbane's claim? Of the last back-to-back premiers, well, oh, first I'm a, in the end, like I know I'm back in the Melbourne to win, but it's like I'm a, I'm a neutral in this, even though like I don't dislike the Roosters club. If Cooper Cronk plays, I'm pretty happy with either, like whatever winner, best thing yeah. means fine. But I don't care about preserving back-to-back means nothing. It's a cool little tidbit, and it was ninety-two, ninety-three. And it's it hard long, to do, but a like, long time. I don't ago. care about preserving it. Like I'm not, like, how about we win another comp? That's Maybe. what I care about. <laughs> like. Good. Uh, Moretti EH, explain why Billy isn't a purple cheat and that the Storm aren't the NRL's little darling. Can't. Oh, we can't. I do find it hilarious <laughs> that the conspiracy people who think the NRL are trying to help the Storm. It's that like, would make no sense. The hey, NRL we want the, the grand... they wanted. Yeah, oh yeah. The, but, the team in Sydney with the fewest fans against the team in the comp with the fewest fans. The team that's been in the final forever and they've probably already, already got on many fans. I love... Get. I do not understand this. It's like... I, I just can't get my head around this, Dale. It's like when... 
when just lunatic fans go, oh, this is, the NRL's rigged to get, it's like, why on earth would they rig it for Melbourne? If they're going to rig it, they'd rig it so Parramatta, South and the Bulldogs were the best teams every year. Oh, yeah. Or well, maybe all the Titans, they want Titans to be good, so they probably rig them one year. Maybe. You know, yeah. get them up there. The bone. They wanted the grow. Or, you know, Brisbane. Yeah. The team with the most well, fans. Apparently the, Cobb- the team who, when they're in the grand final, ratings are up by like half a million people. Well, we don't know, but we we rig it to like round 25 and apparently rigging stops for Brisbane then. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Penalty, penalty Broncos. Yeah. But, like, yeah, it's crazy. Like, if you if we did live in a world where these things were rigged, the Storm would be basically the last team they would rigged for. And we've said it a hundred times on this podcast, but genuinely, if you really think that the comp is rigged, why are you watching? What are you watching? Yeah. What are you doing? Would you like? I can't believe it. Hey, you watch wrestling, so mm. no. But that, hey, mm. look. Hey, look. I wish I didn't I have, have no to. response to that. And also, in the end, it's an entertainment thing too. By the way, it's yeah. only with like the slightest of people caring so much legal process. In the end, it's a bloody entertainment thing. I don't like. If the CEO wants to ch- come in and say, "Well, let's let's let it play," just let it happen. <laughs> If he got up and just said, it's the vibe, it's, it's the vibe. my... I would have been like, case dismissed. <laughs> yeah. uh, boys will be Daddy boys. Boy, sorry, Roosters faithful, but there's not enough drugs in the world to get Gallon out there last week and Coops is no hope. That, that's just a statement. It's not an we'll untrue the, one. Yeah, we'll yeah. take that as a statement. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we have taken it as a... <laughs> okay. uh, Jordan Palmer, 16, says, shoes or thongs? Shoes. Shoes. I was a thongs all year round man at one point. And for some reason, I got sick often in winter. <laughs> so, There's just no way of no, working no. out why. Correlation but, does not equal causation. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's just, just but, coincidence. But, uh, but yeah, I, I am a thongs man in summer. But, yeah, shoes the rest of the time. It's not good simple. for your plantar fascia. Yeah. You're, you're grabbing muscle. No, no. Uh, okay, Danny Boy again. How many TDs will Aaron Rodgers throw against the Bills? Um, I'm going to say not as many as you think. <laughs> How <laughs> many does three. he... I'm, He's crippled. The moment. Mm. Could he throw wrong-handed? Probably. And still beat them? Yeah. Uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, Sean 86. How much has Luke Brooks command on the open market? He mean, I mean, the club are only up pursuing another halfback, so surely he tests his value. Uh, the Cleary thing's a bit different. He'll probably test his value as you all should, but I do find it weird. Tigers fans like going, going this weird thing like, oh, well, we got him on half of what he's on. You know, he's a bargain. He's on half of what Nathan's going to be on. Well, yeah, that's his last deal. He'll probably get eight hundred, whatever his next deal Brooks is. But yeah, test man, every player should test the market to see what they're worth. And, and not just that, but kind of like there's no just because he's on not a lot of money now. Yeah, do, like you don't get anything for getting Cleary and getting rid of like you're not compensated yeah. for that yeah. for having it's, to pay out a small contract. Do I, oh, I, like, I don't want to talk about Cleary. Cleary's just going to go forever. But it's it's I, one thing I also found funny is like Tigers fans like yeah watch them pay us compensation they can pay us two million for clear or whatever it's like mate that money's not going in your pocket why yeah. do you care it goes to the club <laughs> why do you care like that money's got it's, it's useless yeah like if, if what are you gonna do yeah. uh, we're gonna upgrade the coach's box yeah exactly so um, Tim Sheens has a good view at Eld two underscore zero says thank you for the fucking superb podcast thank you Dane thanks mate thanks, appreciate mate. that how does your perfect grandfather day look. What is the earliest one could begin drinking without jeopardizing valued relationships? Well, it's tricky for me now. I work every grand final day, yeah. apart from when South are in it. So well, I'm, I'm, not the, I'm the wrong guy to answer this. If I valued that relationship, I'd be able to drink whatever the fuck I wanted to. That is a <laughs> very day. good point. Uh, probably half time in the Reggie's grand final. You can start seriously thinking about it. Like, Depends where you are. Yeah, I'm, that's if a I'm good at a point. house party, I'm starting like during the women's game. Yeah, most uh, early. A good and a good point. Mate, you're in the back. And any good house party. But if I'm going to the, the game, game, like I, I, I think I'm kind of on an island with this. Not in this specific room, but just in general. If I go to a game, I don't usually drink at the game if my team is playing. I like to try and concentrate on what they're doing. I, I like to drink to get myself through it. Usually, 
just as an example. Parramatta fans are just baffled at what I'm saying right now. I mean, they what do you take, mean you don't drink they take during bong, your They take beer bongs to the game. No, I do. Well, it's, I find it just it's just hard to get drunk at the grand final. Yes. I, 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 God knows I've tried. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even imagine. Like, if you came there with a goal of, right, I'm going to drink 15 beers, how could you do that and watch any footy at all? I, I well, you can try, but yeah, it's Yeah, like, you can definitely yeah. try. Mid, 15 mid-strengths and whatever. I've, I've dr- tried that's, the whole that's, drunk That's there, four or five trips to the bar in gigantic yeah. lines, paying and, uh, $38 like the, a clip. The, the Australia-Honduras game, I went to the bar for my partner who... Doesn't drink beer. She drinks cider, and they don't offer cider at ANZ Stadium. That's true, uh, which is a complete joke and should be raised to the ground, in my opinion. Uh, so she got two vodka and lemonades, and decided about halfway through that she didn't want hers. Um, so Dale had two beers and two vodka and lemonades, and about you know. Did you mix them into one and make a no, big candy? No, although I did consider. <laughs> but between about probably mm. in the second half and I was kind of like why am I doing this to myself imagine doing that for a whole day at I a don't. league game okay but like why, why would you drink two no one is knocking back alternating beers no, and vodka no, lemonades my point is more, for a my point is more day. the drinks but it's just like like I did that in 45 minutes for like an hour yeah, it's nah. like imagine doing that for a whole like the Reggie's game no that's, cider but, what's that ridiculous beer they have Iron Jack or something it's, it's one of the most well selling beers in Australia from what I know Iron Jack which I, I, I think is I perplexing. only see it at ANZ Stadium but there you go where it should yeah. stay. Yeah. So uh, anyway, the last part of his question says: Is he lying if he assures his wife he's eaten when he's only had three soda fed? <laughs> is is uh, is a thick shake a meal? <laughs> good qu- good question. Sounds like you're the, you're going to be the kind of bloke who's going to go out and buy coffees and, and sneak a whiskey in or something because your missus <laughs> it does like sound it. like that. It's going to happen, is it? Has saying, got, has if you want to have a breakfast whiskey, you can have a breakfast whiskey. Yeah. We're not going to judge you. Yeah, our oh, approval. Can I go off on a tangent real quick? So after yeah. the half marathon last week, we went to Pancakes on the Rocks afterwards, and they have twenty four hour menu. Because I'm not a huge pancake guy, so I got nachos and I also got a beer. Yeah. I just run, I just what time was beer. that? Nine thirty. Like what kind of beer? Lager, Crown. That's all I had. Just whatever. Fine. Yeah. Anyway, well, a few of our friends come as well. Some of them didn't do the race. Oh, I can fit. I can already see. What and one of them's like, "Oh, having a beer for breakfast." I was like, "Yeah, why not?" And then I was like, "Didn't think of that." And then for breakfast, she orders a seafood crepe. Yeah, and not just had that. the nerve to judge yeah, me for drinking a beer and then get seafood. But having you... an attitude for brunch, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boom. Shit. Me, but not bitch. just that. Like you've seafood. You've just run twenty. I was, I was, like, I've been up to, I was like, I've been up for five hours. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I mean, I like seafood a lot, but a seafood crepe at 9.30 in the morning, you're pushing boundaries. Yeah. That's not a good day ahead. I think if you tell me person A drank a beer for breakfast and person B had fish for breakfast, I think person B is far, I more, mean, far bigger danger to society. <laughs> I mean, what is... Beers at 8 in the morning happen. If, what if, you, yeah. if you stay up all night, is it breakfast? Yeah. Yeah. A beer at think about it. Breakfast. Yeah. It's all subjective. Exactly Super Bowl right. day. You start drinking beers yeah. at like 10 a.m. Exactly you're right. Like, whatever. what it is. And uh, anyway, last questions... Oh, good. My last question of the year comes from Old Faithful, Michael Darren 79. Great man. At the time, did anyone think Sal should have taken the penalty goal to go from 8-4 down to 8-6? Yes. But, but the answer for Bungard is always yes. And it's not always yes. If it's... No. If you're down four in a game where it's back at 30-26 or something, the answer is no. But in, the way that game was going, yes. it was apparent they weren't going to score tries. Just chip away. I also agree. The chip away, they had territory often. Chip away. What away. was your take on the final penalty goal? That was the right decision. Yeah, yeah. you Agreed. have to score. You have to take yeah. another like six, if we took like another five seconds before he kicks it though. Like, yeah. Come on, just two five more seconds. Yeah. And his last question or thing he says: Many NRL coaches have gone to the US to do fact finding missions with NFL teams. Yep. In brackets, Serraldo recently. Yep. How do these trips get organised? Any any info on what NRL coaches gather? Well, I don't know how they get organised, but 
Let's be honest, Michael. It's the same thing when if your work said they'd pay for you going to, like, look, I want to go to LA. What was <laughs> like, that boondoggle with the government, Dale? The guys, oh, the blokes who were oh, building the, the new th- stadiums. They're the like, we're in this teams. junket to all these American sporting events to see what the stadiums were like. Yeah. It's like, well, that's the biggest fucking... There's, 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 what's his, there's, a, there's a bloke who I follow on Twitter who does like fan experience stuff who's currently tripping around the MLS at the moment just must, like must taking nice. in games. What a what a life. Yeah, exactly. It's nice. like, mate, you can probably see two as well as facilities on YouTube now, okay? Yeah, yeah you can just, just go on Google why do that when you can get on the public definitely probably get a few things that find interesting out of them or whatever but like pre-season oh, good yeah, how, any info an NRL coach you get out of them like in the end look honestly you're in sports you find <laughs> for me if I got offered that you're like, yeah I'll go if I'm a head coach I'm like, yeah look I've got to check out look I'm telling you what, there's a, there's a club in Brazil. <laughs> I, can, I can just see this kind of like... 2014 World Cups lining up. We, we, all laughed, we all laughed about Haynes' physique when he moved to NFL and how yeah. ripped these blokes were. Imagine that fact-finding mission. Mm, I should get bigger players who are stronger and more <laughs> athletic. Mm, good fact-finding. It is good fact-finding. I mean, it's a, again, it's a fact. It's a fact and we found it. Alrighty, speaking of facts and we found them, Mitch, thank you, thank you for your time. Thanks, guys. This year. Good job, buddy. Uh, Mitch, who's listening, people? Yeah, keep listening. I'm sure we'll have somebody on who's going to be entertaining and possibly hilarious next week. We don't know who's yeah. going to be filling that seat just yet. Be Mainly someone. because it won't be that seat. We'll oh, be yeah, because uh, not recording old, uh, from this venue. damage can't come on, can he? Yeah, we'll not just that, but it's not going to be here, so... We'll work it out on the fly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, thanks, Mitch. It's always insightful. Bungard, you've been great, too. Thanks, and buddy. Pickles, uh, another great year in the books. He's asleep. Uh, and thanks, as always. All right, we'll, we'll be back see you next week. Get in my arm.
mics like cornbreads. You can't kill me, I was born dead. And I'm known to pull steel tricks and kill pigs. I run with ill kids and real dicks who kill wigs. My rap's steady slamming. I keep a heavy cannon. It's a new sheriff in town, and it ain't Reggie Hammond. Peace to my peoples, the children of the dawn. Cause we put it on, adios, go some more. So put it on, people. 